The following podcast has been brought to you by the Ramble Mania Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Ramble Mania Show probably brings to you, it is I, your two-time inaugural champion, former heavyweight and tag team, and now your fucking five-time Ramble Man, I'm not gonna do the whole five times. That that's CJ the Great shit, and like you know, we're now in the five time club. I am now your five time Ramble Mania heavyweight champion. Hey, the eyes on. Join along with me as always. It's your boy. It's your boy Jay Savage, former Ramble Mania tag team champion, and yeah, um, I I know we uh, we do have a triple threat coming. Um, and I promise it will not be Hazel and Six. It will not be Tevin and Six. Uh, Tevin and Hazel. It will be me versus Hazel. And I promise, and I'm not gonna let you people down. I will. I will get my title defense against Hazel. It will happen. It will. And welcome to another edition of Raw Rants, where we like to give you the good, the bad, and who booked this shit on Monday Night Raw. Nope. No, nope. no, no. Because no. I'm in reality. I'm not a fucking monster. So I have to give respect to my fucking championship. But you, on the other hand, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I should have put a fucking laundry bag there. God damn. Yeah. I think that belt has officially gotten some damage. That's it. That belt but yeah, like, you, Wait, like you said. The, right. the, hold on. By the end of the year, that belt is going to be a hardcore belt. It's no longer going to be a WWE championship. Bro, by the end of the year, <laughs> we're going to have a collage of a, a collage video of me throwing that belt to an oblivious amount of torment. Okay? <laughs> and yes, you yeah. are right. Uh, I need some new competition. I get sick and tired of facing the same guys over and over and over. Not that I have anything bad to say about Six and TJ the Greats. Guys are worthy competitors. Guys are, but god damn, do I need a new fucking challenge in my life? I need to step up. It's either you or I'm calling any other fucking New York wrestling (laughs) podcast out to challenge me. Okay, (laughs) I will fucking do it. If it's gonna get us more popular, I'll fucking do it. I don't care. No, no, no lie. I think that'd be interesting too, man. Getting some outside, outside other other podcasters to join in on your on your challenge. Yeah, whatever. let's get the forbidden door opened wide Yo, already. Forbidden door for Ramble Mania. Let's open it up, man. Let's, let's bring another podcast. Come challenge our champion at the moment. But, but let's first, not do that yet. First, let's do that yet. First, our triple threat, and then if. You become if you retain after that, you feel me? Then you know we could we could all have a discussion about opening the forbidding Vampomania door. Yeah. And you know, and putting the challenge out there. I think that's pretty cool. I think that that'll be some good, some good content that people would like to tune in and watch. Uh, I have an NAW show, New Age Wrestling, taking place at the yes. Eastville Mall in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's a lot that of exciting matches that I'm pretty excited to watch, especially to go see my boy Abraham Khan. Take uh uh be in the ring. You know, it's it's funny because like when I went to the the first show, mm-hmm. I just had the nostalgia all over again because you know we didn't I didn't get to do a lot in 2020 because of COVID. Yeah, ruining everything. So all of my plans that I had since I moved to Springfield just basically went to and went to shit. So I had to be patient and wait, but at that time it was just like I was just not. Feeling like I really needed to go to a show bad. And then, you know, a week after my birthday, 
went to this show, got to see Sebastian Cage perform, and it was fucking awesome. And it was like, I got to see, you know, some old friends. Like, I, I wish you guys were would take the opportunity to come to Springfield and see, you know, what I have to live with and, you know, see all the good shit that, you know, I do on my spare time. What? You're not going to believe this. What? I am going to Zombie Hideout in Springfield, Massachusetts, November, and Ooh. I will meet the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee, the Big Red Machine, the Kane. devil's favorite demon, ah. Kane. That's, God, that's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be. Oh man, you know what? With, with with the job that I have now, like uh, you know, with, with me working and stuff, I gotta save up mm-hmm. money. I have to buy at least some sort of Kane merchandise. I want to try to get a mask. I want to try to get a shirt. I want. I mean, even though I'm not, I'm probably not gonna get the the attitude era winged eagle belt anytime soon. I'll yeah. have him sign the destruction of the WWE championship. <laughs> yo, so, hey, yo, no lie. This, that, 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 that shit is great. If you meet Kane, no lie, I, oh, probably. Jerry to. the King Lawler was, uh, is, is going to be here in two days, actually. He's yeah. going to be here on the 18th. Yo, we got to take the opportunity, bro. Cause when they come, no, when they come, you guys need to take the opportunity to come out here and get to see this shit. Cause yo, no, no, no but I'm saying like where we, where, where, where we're all at, we all need to take the opportunity to go and meet those those people that's, that 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 are coming. Like to like, like let's say I'm in PA, like you're in Boston. There's a show in Boston. Like we have, we have to take those opportunities and meet those because yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot easier and a lot cheaper for us to meet them when they're at these shows. Like then, then, then us meeting them at like AEW or like WWE event. Right, right here, I'm looking. I'm, I'm legit right now looking at Buddy Murphy, is is at this. It is at this. Um, is at this event at this um company PPW. Yeah. Buddy Murphy, JT Dunn, fucking um Enzo Cass is in there. Moose, Bobby Fish. Bro, like, bro, so many people, bro, that I didn't have the opportunity to meet, like, you know, when they were in WWE, whatever, and I could have the chance to meet them, and even for a cheaper price, bro, at, at these events. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like you will be in Queens at AEW. Oh, yeah. And you're going to watch Adam, you're going to watch Kenny Omega face Brian Danielson. Yo, oh, my God, people, yo, this is going to be the craziest event. I ain't going to lie, I'm a little jealous, though, because... Friday had Friday got a stack card as well for yeah. Rampage. So whoever's going to Ramp, whoever goes to AEW on Wednesday, which is me, and a, and a whole bunch of other people that I've been talking to, like it's literally like a, a group of fucking 20, 30 people that I, I've been talking to that are, are going to this event. So it's gonna be crazy. But I know on Wednesday, like I was hoping, I was really hoping that Adam Cohen and Young Bucks, the super the super click would click were gonna be on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping it would be on Wednesday, but they they put it on Friday, which I'm still gonna watch. It's still gonna be amazing. But we're getting Kenny Omega versus Brian fucking Danielson, and, and I'm t- gonna be there live. And I'm gonna tell you right now that match is ending in a draw. <laughs> Kenny Listen, Omega I is. I mean, look, it's gonna be an amazing match, but it's just like Kenny Omega does not want to lose immediately after he just after he, him losing weeks ago to Christian Cage for the Impact World Title. And yeah. Daniel Bryan can't lose on his debut. So the possibility is just, I mean, I'm not going to say, oh, I called it immediately because, you know, AEW has a way of, like, not letting their top guys lose mm-hmm. some matches when it comes to it. And they've been really smart with that. 
Like, yeah, sometimes matches do need to end in a fucking draw. And with this match being in the main event with TV time remaining, this match is most likely going to end up in a draw. Yeah, this match is going to end in a draw. Something, something wild is going to happen. Like, this is my prediction, right? This is my prediction. I feel, because I don't know if it's the one on Friday, but supposing I was hearing that Bray Wyatt is set to debut and Brody leaves hometown. Yeah, in Rochester, but his 90-day compete clause is not done yeah, yet. So they're saying they're they're most likely saying because it makes he, the most sense. He could Halloween. appear like like they like they like they they say they saying that he can appear, but he won't be able to get into any physical or you know or anything like that. But they 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 were saying that it's a good chance that he could appear on the show because I heard JR say. And I'm not, it was, he said, he said that they have something special, they have something special for Friday. Like, and he said it during AW Dynamite. Like he's like, he said that he didn't say nothing after like, it just stood quiet for like a few seconds. Like if it's, I'm sorry, go ahead, continue. No, 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 that's pretty much it. It was like, it it was like, like once he said it. I, I would say, honestly, if, because here's the thing, when you have a 90 day, no compete clause, you can't even show up on the show knowing that your compete clause is not even up. Like, even if you're just going to do, like, a two-minute, like, promo in, in the show, just making an appearance, it's, you know, it still violates the 90-day no-compete clause. Like, I would understand if they did a promo package, if that was the announcement, if they did a promo package of Wyatt, letting him, letting everyone in All Elite Wrestling know that, like, oh, he's coming, let him in, blah, 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 you know, all this <laughs> other stuff. I see that happening. But him making an appearance, that's, I mean... That's kind of like, I mean, I'm not going to say lawsuit because that's that could be the one typical thing. Hey, someone just appeared. <laughs> someone oh, just appeared and left. It's was like a ghost. Like a ghost. It was awesome. So, yeah, like I'm saying, like, you know, when 90 Day No Compete clauses, they have to take that shit seriously because, you know, WWE doesn't want to, like, get their lawyers involved and they don't want to take these guys to courts and all this other stuff. That's why it's like, you know, when they wait 90 days, it's worth it because – you're with those 90 days, you have time to negotiate with other companies and, you know, get time to build up your new character or a new name or still keep the old name. It takes time to rejuvenate your career after you just left. Bumfuck New York. Now, that's that, that's true. I agree with you. And one, and one more thing before we start, we have to start actually do start recording. <laughs> we've, been, we've been ranting a little bit. Um, um, I, I also seen today that um, I think Bo Dallas had posted up saying that he's working on something. So maybe it could be something with his brother. Maybe it could be just saying him, son of his own. But supposedly he, Bo, um, Bo Dallas is planning. He has something in the works. I mean, um, I, like that, that could be the possibility. I mean, the one picture that I saw of Bo Dallas was him. With an apron holding up some food and sipping on some wine. I'm like, is that your new is is that your new gimmick now? <laughs> I hope not. I don't know, man. No, but it was, it was just it was him in his house, you know, just doing like you know, daily cooking and shit. So it, it's just like, you know, I, I'm hoping like I'm hoping like maybe if this is the possibility that we could finally see the the Wyndham brothers, you know, do something together instead of them, you know, being Except separate. Maybe. Hey, Nikki. Instead of them, you know, being separate, doing their own things, like the Bo leave and then the cult and then the wonder shows and thing. God, I'm like, I, 
people if people don't know what wonder shows is and i don't think any of you guys have ever watched mtv2 back in the mid 2000s because that show yo that show was weird but it was it was genius it was geniusly weird that's the thing that i want to tell people and that's what the firefly funhouse basically reminded me of it was wonder shows in but with you know creativity and you know art I th- that's what I like to call the Firefly Funhouse. That shit was just straight up art. No, no lie. It was you were inside of a mind of a very creative. Like yeah, it was a little weird, but it was very creative as hell, man. And that's why, that's why when we first heard the news that WWE let go Bray Wyatt, yeah, it was it was shocking, man. Like you're gonna let go somebody. That has made that has created maybe the best character in in wrestling history. Like like not well, Undertaker's character w- was great. You feel me? Is it, Undertaker whatever? But when it comes to really scary, like very creepy and eerie characters, Bray Wyatt definitely stole that man. He definitely took that and ran with that shit all the way. And I hope AW or Impact really really grabs him and really. Let's let that man let that man shine with creativity, man. Cause he definitely has it. But yeah, let's talk about um <laughs> two point And no, I don't mean the AEW uh, oh, team. Oh, 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 we're talking about yes, yeah. we're talking about that thing that you have on your fucking shoulders right now. Because holy fucking shit, um. It was okay before you start. I, 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 I know that you, you can, you can say because here's the thing I don't well, care about anything that took place in that show, I only cared about one fucking thing one, maybe two. No, actually, two things, two things here, but everything else was great, you know, for Vince McMahon to have a to take over, and it's just well, to be honest, Vince McMahon wasn't even there. He was not there. I'm like, bro, you're I'm happy you said that because I was gonna correct you on the Yeah, I know. Either. He wasn't even but, at but, the show. But but even though he wasn't at the show, there was still some McMahon shit going on on this oh. fucking on this oh, two hour oh. 2.0 show. But go ahead, say 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 what you gotta say about NXT, and then we can go on to Raw. There's three things that I liked about the show, and then I'm gonna give my comments about the whole show entirely, right? So three things that I really loved about the show. The um, Braun, Braun Breaker. I really hey, like them. Hey, knock, knock. Who's there? Braun Breaker. And I'm going to knock Bre- your brains out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Steiner, <laughs> but instead of me having living up to my father's and uh, uncle's name, I have to get the stupid name that an old 76-year-old man gave me because it wasn't Hunter. It was not. My- listen, listen. <laughs> It is it for me. It is what it is. Yeah, I would have liked to see him use his father's last name. He can't, you know. It 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 sucks, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't stop for us from saying that this guy did pretty well on his on his debut and his debut match against LA Knight. And also, he go no homo shit. But this this guy is really built. Like his physique is is pretty good. Like. Like he looks he, like his dad when his dad was in WCW. Yo, like he he looked he looked amazing. Yes, he still he still has just a little bit of work to do because he he really did good. That was one that was that was one of the things I like. I'm I'm in love with Malcolm Bivens and Diamond Mind and Diamond Mind. 
Diamond Mind is going to be the faction, bro. The, I, I said it in the group chat. I was like, yo, those Creed brothers, definitely the one that looked like baby Otis without the belly. Yeah. Him, he is a beast, bro. And then his tall, his, you know, the tall one, the tall one, he's pretty cool. I, I like the thing that he, I, I forgot what it is. Wait, he, I think he like, he flipped them or. They were they, very. They, Amateur ground and pound Greco Roman guys, and I'm like, bro, the the the, the finisher, the tall one, where he had them sit down and they just did that four, bro, that that's killer, bro. Like he, oh yeah, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, I was like, nah, diamond mine, they got, and then that girl, um, Nile, Nile, um, um, Nile something, ah, I, I got, I got her on my IG, I got her on my, I IG. think it's. Oh, it's I isn't it Ivy Nile? Yes, yes. There you go. Yes. Ivy Nile. She's gonna I haven't seen much of her. I was gonna look her up. I didn't have the time to, but she looks like she's gonna be a beast. You got Roderick Strong. Then you got the the mouthpiece and Malcolm Vivens. Diamond mine, beautiful. And then well, the last it, thing. It's, yeah, go ahead. Go, 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 no, no, go ahead. You got something to say? No, 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 go ahead. Continue, continue. Right, I'll finish so, it off. My last thing, and I know it was no wrestling in it. And it, it was the wedding. I fucking loved the wedding. It was, it was funny. It was, it was different. And yes! to be honest, to be honest, and I don't care what nobody said, this is the first wedding that did not, did not get somebody interrupting it and causing a terror during this whole wedding. Because we all know Kane. Let me cor- Kane let me correct you on that real quick. Let me no, correct no, you on that. Um, Don Marie and Al Wilson. You're right. Anything about that? You're right. Yeah, the pop. This is coming the, from the, the guy the and, who yeah. is married and has been to a wrestling wedding. Okay. <laughs> you're, 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 you're right. I, I forgot. I, I, that, damn, that one I really forgot. Shit. And I was thinking, I was thinking hard too when I, when I thought about it. But, but, yeah. Well, we got, well, we could just say this is the second one now. There's a second wedding that actually there was no interruption. Yeah, the the, 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 the priest, the priest was trying to, you know, try to come at Dexter. He just Dexter had to put him in the lock. Ah. And then yeah, I, I loved it when it was like, oh, does anybody, you know, does anybody not want these two couples they to put get their married? hand up and this motherfucker's like, what so, y'all got something to say now? I will chop all your fucking heads off. <laughs> bro, bro, that that was the wedding segment was just it was phenomenal. And this is what I mean when I tell people that yeah, WWE is not entirely a wrestling company. They are and they are a wrestling company, but they are also an entertainment company. So yeah, there are gonna be certain stuff that is for the entertainment side of the company. And that was a good example. It was well, it was well put. Would I've liked to see wrestling at the end? What no? What 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 would I have liked to see a wrestling match instead of this? Maybe, but I I did enjoy I did enjoy this a lot, and it was cool. It was it was a good ending to the first episode of NXT, which that wasn't the only thing that happened because then we got backstage. We had Tomas Champa looking at the wedding, and then it was um Braun Breaker and Tomas Champa face to face, pretty much just letting us know that this match will happen sometime down the line. And go ahead. But you want to know what that is before I say myself? What happened yeah, at that end? 
Like I, I, I know, I know. It's just, it looks weird that like you know here, here's Twin Magic giving their time and day to talk about NXT 2.0 when that's really bad to close out. No, I can talk about anything here. It's not a fucking problem. Oh wow, nice Canadian <laughs> destroyer there. She actually did it. Holy shit. Okay, so um, so Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa, you know, staring at each other. You know what that just reminded me of? Okay, so this was Braun Breaker's debut in NXT. He beat a top guy. He beat a former million dollar champion in. L A night dummy, yeah, and yeah. you know, it gave me John Cena vibes, you know, minus the ruthless aggression. And then, you know, the, then you have that moment where you see these two guys backstage and you know, they're introducing each other, but then one of them is looking at the belt. That whole thing reminded me of after, after John Cena had his match against Kurt Angle. Here comes The Undertaker, and he introduces himself, and he asks for uh, Cena's name. He's like, I'm John Cena, shakes his hand. So, yeah, there we go. There's your there's your first sign of, you know, respect earned by, you know, a top guy in the company. And here's Tommaso mm-hmm. actually respecting this young and this young up-and-comer, you know, for, for making a big shock, for making an upset victory by beating L.A. Knight. Negatives that I have to say about this, though, I don't like the atmosphere, of the fucking arena. I don't. It's like literally you turned the brightness up on my fucking TV. Mm. I didn't need all that, bro. I don't uh, need that. Like uh, before, the black before, and, you, before you get to the hold on. I, and I do agree with you with that. Like I I'm I'm gonna say this, right? I like the setup. The lighting, the lighting, yeah, the lighting was too bright. If they would have dimmed it down and kept it a little bit like how the NXT, like how how that color thing was, because don't get me wrong, I like the whole the how they were saying that's that's different. You know, they need to change it up a little bit. But the color scheme that 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 the the all that splat paint and the colors being brightened, it didn't it, it didn't look right for some of the wrestlers. Definitely like for Imperium when Imperium was like that, and they were standing behind the you know behind the Titantron when they won. Like there was no Imperium, it was just straight to splat the white and all those black colors. You know, it, yeah. it, it looked. Like, it looked a, it looked a weird for 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 um for certain segments of the thing, you know. Hopefully, it will change just a little bit. Like but... I didn't mind, I didn't mind the the look of the Tron. the The look of the Tron looks great. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But and you know the the NXT logo that's also an LED screen that's cool too. Yeah. But it's like, why do we need to see all that white around the walls, man? We don't need that. We never need like here's the thing. NXT did not need it to be bright because you know what? Raw has an identity. It's red. SmackDown has an identity. It's blue. NXT is just oh, we're AEW Dynamite 2.0, <laughs> and we're actually talking about the tag team 2.0. Fuck. The only positive, the, the three positives I can say about this show: a lot of new faces. But a lot of those new faces are a lot of beef. Like me heads? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like, this is all, like, this is how you know this was a Vince McMahon product. Because there was a lot of meat. And I mean a lot of beefy, beefy meat, bro. Pause. And, you you know, the Creed brothers, they got a lot of beef. And those guys are like... Yo, for them to look like heels, they have the most babyest of faces ever. 
Yeah, low key, low key, bro. I was saying that to myself. So I was I'm like, like, yo, I was like, you no guys line. don't fit that mold of being heels. But the way that they wrestle, I'm like, okay, yes, they look yeah. like heels. They wrestle just like heels. But their faces is like, I can't, I can't root, I can't think of you guys as heels because you guys look so young, so pretty, and it's like you guys can be cheered by everyone. You guys, you guys look like you could idolize children to become amateur yeah. pro wrestlers. Well, if I see them in the streets, bro, I feel like I could beat them up. But not knowing their background, my nigga, they fucking me up, bro. Like, yeah. bro. um, <laughs> yo, Trick Williams, this nigga is Velveteen 2.0. Yo, he bro, has he... the physique. He has the he has the hair look. I mean, he has that flamboyant style. Yeah. And not seeing him wrestle was a good thing. But I needed to know how this guy was going to present himself. Um. In front of a fucking live crowd. Holy shit. This guy, you know. Listen. He I'm can only gonna, talk. Yo, that guy has charisma. He can I'm talk. Only, I'm only going to say this about him, right? The only thing him and Carmelo Hayes has to work on is just like, all right, like, remember when they were, like, attacking, when they were attacking this guy from, like, him disrespecting um, Carmelo Hayes? Duke, Duke, Duke Hudson. Duke Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, like when they were attacking him, like I, I, I feel like there was like a little bit of miscommunication. Cause it was like, oh, stop, and they was like, go ahead and get it. it. It just, it looked just a little bit sloppy, which I feel that I feel like they'll get, they'll get, they'll, they'll get the hang of it, you know, eventually. But it just looked a little sloppy. But other than that, I'm not gonna nitpick because that's. I, I mean, I, 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 I liked the tag team maneuver that they did, where you know, holding no, them up and then springboard turnover to a clothesline. That was pretty dope. Yeah, like with Trick Williams, it's like when I saw him kicking, you know, Duke Hudson, it was like, bro, like this is your first impression. Besides kicking, you could do something pretty cool, like a slam. And he just kept kicking him. And I'm like, bro, these kicks are so paperweight, but you're talking. You're talking. Yeah, Holy nah, shit. he got. You yeah, have nah, the gift can, of gab. Yeah, he could talk. He gonna, his, they, he's, he's, he's what I like to call gift of the silver tongue. Okay, this man has a voice and it needed to be heard. And it got heard on Tuesday. And let me tell you, he's gonna go places if he's a good if he decides to become a good showman. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be in a tag team for now since I don't know what it is they're gonna be doing with uh Carmelo Hayes, or I mean I it's Christian Casanova to me. So you know, yeah, I'm hoping he's not gonna cash in that breakout tournament contract for a tag team title shot because I want him to go after more than just tag team belts. And now we get to the wedding. This wedding had everything that I wanted out of this whole entire show. It had it had some good punchlines, it had very good moments. Austin Theory making his return. There, had, there was a lot of shtick going on here, and I loved it. And the crowd was 100% into it. And let me tell you, if you could sell a crowd to doing that type of stuff, then you're getting somewhere, especially with someone like Dexter Loomis, who is this just methodical, strange, serial, probably hands down one of my favorite wrestlers of all time when Dexter, he was in Impact Wrestling as Samuel Shaw. Dexter got his character. From literally that TV show, the um Dexter, yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a blood splat analyst, and uh, if you if you guys don't know what it is, I believe it's on Netflix. It's it's just called. It's, it's just back on Showtime. Dexter. There's a new season coming out. Yeah, so it's a 
Yeah, and I think it's the season where he comes back and he was hiding in the woods. He's in a, he he's, I believe he's in Alaska now. Yeah, go um the Saudi one. I don't even get that. that yeah, let's be a whole different thing. But yeah, Dexter's character, I mean Loomis's character is really based off the character Dexter from that HBO show. So if you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. It's 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 pretty cool. He acts the same way. He's very like anti-social. It, 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 it's it's just crazy. The he wedding the was outfit, everything, long sleeve gloves, um, pants, boots. It, it's it's just the crazy. wedding. Honestly, was the only reason why I actually tuned into NXT at eight o'clock on fucking <laughs> Tuesday, because I was not gonna sit there and wait to be like, oh, it's nine fifty. I gotta go fucking go on the stream now and watch this shit because I only <laughs> want to watch the wedding. I don't care about nothing else because of everything that's going on. Bro, if NXT keeps doing like this whole atmosphere with NXT, trying to make it look like oh, it's it's the '80s version of MTV instead of the Rock and Wrestling Connection, we have the Hip Hop and Wrestling Connection now. We got <laughs> fucking Wale doing this shit. No more fucking Poppy, which pisses me the fuck off because she was the staple of that fucking company. And Triple yeah, H, no lie, yeah. Triple H loves Poppy, man. That man is a metalhead. But let's get on. That's that's for them to talk about. Let's get on to what we need to talk about. Submitted to the approval of the Ramblemania show. This is the tale of feeling the power of the new WWE champion. <clears throat> Without further ado, let's get ready to run. Okay. We open up Monday Night Raw in my new hometown. Even though I'm like two hours away from Boston, we're still in Massachusetts, <laughs> baby. Yeah. We open up the show with an unexpected surprise. I didn't think that they were actually going to. Well, yo, WWE bringing back the wild card, man. They're really bringing back that wild card. Show. Oh, man. Smackdown Zone, Money in the Bank, Big E opens up Monday Night Raw. Makes his way down to the ring. He's very excited. Before he says something, RK bro, make their way into the ring. Follow that. You know, nobody says a thing because here comes the fucking almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley and his partner MVP. All five men are in the ring. And Big E starts off, just to clarify, he intends on cashing in tonight and becoming the WWE champion. Riddle says he's happy to see Big E. He's a stallion, but he cannot. But he he tell like he basically says, "Bro, I'm happy for you. That this might be the biggest moment in your career, but I just gotta ask you, bro, bro, please, please don't cash in on Randy Orton. He's my bro, and I kind of want him to celebrate being the WWE champion. So please." Don't cash in on my bro. I'll give you weed, man. Don't cash in on my bro. I got bootios. Just don't, don't cash in on my bro. And MVP's like, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, no, MVP got mad hood. Like he got tired of this shit. He got like the hood came out. He was tired of it. He was like, yo, Biggie won't cash in on Randy Orton because Bobby Lashley will retain the title tonight. MVP says he's normally happy to see Biggie. Also, but tonight's a bad night. MVP asked Orin why. Well, yeah, as we were basically, we were swerved from out of nowhere because I don't know why they decided to do this. P 
People were saying, oh, because AEW did it, did it. So if AEW do it, then WWE do it, right? Monkey see, monkey do. Fuck you. So basically, he asked why Randy Orton uh, to have this title match tonight instead of Extreme Rules. And Randy says he didn't want to wait another minute. He says that he knows he, he may... He could maybe throw Bobby Lashley off his game after RKOing him out of nowhere before, you know, having the win and shit. So he did what he had to do because he's Randy fucking Orton. I'm not going to say freaking or freaking. I don't care if WWE's PG. We're not PG. We go hard on this. Pause. MVP says Big E hangs out with clowns, a.k.a. The New Day. He believes Big E would be champion. He was excited to see Big E break away and level up as a competitor, but he ran away from SmackDown. Maybe it's because he's afraid of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. No, it's because they have other plans for Roman, and they just left Big E in the fucking loop trying to say, like, ah, ah, I'm going to do it. And then from the point, like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to cash in. But the minute Brock came, it's just like, oh, no, no, I'm going to Raw. Got to beat the almighty because you know what? He's, he's no Brock Lesnar, and if I won the title, and if I have to face Brock Lesnar, it's going to be less than eight seconds for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Ski. <laughs> so Big E and Orton, they fucking argue about who will be champion. And lastly, is just fucking annoyed. He says he's going to take the pleasure in pummeling Orton, and he's going to shove his foot so far up Big E's ass, he'll be able to taste it. Damn. Big E shows the briefcase in Lashley's face, Slaps him out of the ring, and Lashley stares. Um, Biggie and Lashley stare at each other until Orton hits Lashley with an RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Leaves Biggie. Uh, leaves while Biggie just sits in the corner and watches Lashley. You know, sell the fucking thing. What did you think of this segment? Oh, so okay. So my opinion on this segment. I was waiting for that. Um. All right. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh. Honestly, um, seeing Biggie on Raw. So, all right. So, there's one thing I'm gonna say, right? So, like, I remember having me this conversation saying that that Biggie wasn't gonna cash in on Roman because I I just didn't I one I just didn't see that happening. Like, if you compare Roman to Bobby Lashley, they both been dominant, right? They both been dominant. Honestly, they they both been dominant since gaining the championship. But Roman has done more. Well, I I feel Roman has done more, and Roman has beaten. Roman has better opponents <coughs> than Bobby Lashley has had. You know when it when it comes to the tyrants they had, and honestly, I I read an article saying that. Saying that Biggie was supposed, Biggie is Biggie was supposed to be the one to defeat Bobby Lashley, but when I read the article, it is it was said to be the day or after the draft, because they were they because they were gonna reunite him with New Day, and then they were gonna go after Bobby Lashley, which it kind of still happened that way. It's just it just happened before the draft, and I'm. I'm fucking a thousand percent confident that they're gonna put Big E back with the New Day during the draft, and then down the line we are going to get the Bloodline versus the New Day at Survivor Series. 
I was hyped when I heard Big when I seen Biggie because I'm not gonna lie, like earlier in the day, I did read a post that um that it was a post on IG, but it was from Biggie's Twitter, pretty much saying that he was gonna cash in tonight. I see I also seen a lot of people complaining, oh, why would WWE do that? Why would he do that? Honestly, when it comes to the money in the bank already, I you know, yes, it's supposed to have this one concept that you can either you gotta tell the world when you're gonna cash in, like John Cena did. You know, I think John Cena was the first one to ever do that. Do that. It was RV. It was RVD where he announced that he would cash in his money in the bank at one night stand against John Cena. Yes, yes, you're I've been right. correcting you, know, you a lot today. <laughs> yes, honestly, when it comes to stuff like that, I don't know quite my, my lore master. I am a fucking lore master. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was. You know, like, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm like, yo, if it's, you know, if Biggie's saying he's going to cash in, you feel me, you better tune into that. You know, I'm, I know, I know we as wrestling fans, we see it a lot of times where, you know, where we hear, where we hear rumors, where, oh, that person going to cash in or whatever. You know, Biggie legit went on the internet, on Twitter and said, I'm going to cash in. So because of that, in particular, like, I watched. You know, I watched, I was very, you know, I was excited to see Biggie, you know, but during that whole segment, I'm like, I'm thinking like, you know, like, yeah, they, they, you know, they, they're going back and forth, but my head, I'm really thinking like, yo, is Biggie really going to cash in tonight? Is tonight going to be the day Biggie, like, you know, cashes in? You know, I, I, I had my doubts a little bit and it's because it's WWE. We know how WWE is. We, we know how they are. They, they tend to mess stuff up, you know. I don't know if it's on purpose, but they they tend they tend to do so. So during the whole segment, yeah, you know, you got you got Biggie pretty much reminding them I'm gonna cash in. They got Riddle being a a, a little baby brother pothead, you know, pretty much begging begging his, his you know Mister Money in the Bank to not cash in already. Please don't cash you know? in already, Orton, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the way he said it too it was just like so sincere, like please don't cash in on Randy. Like, it's like, yo, please don't tell my mom that I fucking found her porn stash and shit. Like, don't do that. Don't tell my mom that you saw this. So, I mean, great segment about this opener. I mean, it gets annoying sometimes when, you know, first things first, 8 o'clock, you know, it's Monday Night Raw time. Oh, it's the first thing that opens up the show either. It's, it's always going to be a fucking promo. Oh, yeah. Whether it's 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, because we need to get rid of 20% of the fucking first hour. So why not just do a fucking promo just to get everyone riled up about the show? This is the entertainment part, even though it's not really that much entertainment. But this is the entertainment part of the, you know, of the beginning of the show, showing you a package of what's what the most important thing that happened the week before. All right, so we go backstage. Charlotte is being interviewed, and she's about to face Shayna Baszler. Yo, have they ever wrestled each other before? Like, one-on-one? I want to say, yeah. I want to say... I don't remember. I don't know. Hold on. Give me a second. Hold on. I'm not going to fucking wait. Because, so, if this never happens, then this is a this was a first-time match, and this was probably a, a really good, fresh match to, to open up the show with. So, she's backstage, she's being interviewed, and she says that Shayna and Nia are great examples of why Charlotte is the queen. She doesn't allow herself to be dragged back by friends, and tonight she will give Shayna a lesson in humility. She is the best at everything. The ring is her domain. 
Long live the queen. So we have the championship contenders match. God, you make it sound so smart. I want to throw up. Like, it's gross. <laughs> like, don't even call. And then to make it worse, um, who, who fucking does the announcements on Raw? Who does the ring announcing? Um, Greg? No, I think he does SmackDown. Oh, Mike, Mike Rowe. Mike yeah, Rome. Mike Rowe. Fucking, he, uh, he calls it now. The following is a women's championship contenders match. I'm like, oh, my God. Vince is forcing you to say that shit on live television. How embarrassing. So, we have these two facing off. And go ahead. Ramble on. I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and Honestly? wait for you to give me the re- So, this, yeah, is, the first, yeah, this yeah. is the first time. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I, I believe uh, I'm. I don't see anything else on um how many times they fought. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take it as, as this their first time. But this match was definitely good, honestly. Um, I'm I'm truly, and I'm not I'm not even capping, bro. I'm truly a fan of Shayna Baszler. I was on NXT. Yeah, they kind of watered her down a little bit on the main roster. A little bit, nigga. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, a lot, yeah. <laughs> If you, bro, hold on. If you destroyed every single woman, and I mean every single woman, before we went into lockdown. That's true. You're right. Yo, they pushed her to the fucking moon on that pay-per-view. They made her look like a beast. They made her look like a cannibal when she debuted. I know what you're talking about now. She eliminated everyone. Nobody pinned anyone else. She eliminated everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I, I remember that and shit. For her right. to be dumbed down after losing to Becky at WrestleMania quarantine? Yeah. Nah, nah man. Yeah, I, you're right. They, they, did water, they did water her down. But, but that's not water matter. her down, my nigga. They fucking, they took that water of Shayna Baszler and they threw her in a fucking vat of oil. Yeah, they listen. WWE WWE don't do that well with NXT stars coming to the main roster. I don't know why. It's it's sad, but honestly, in this match, like Shayna gained her mojo back a little bit. She was she was definitely she was definitely the Shayna of 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 NXT a little bit. Um, she she was definitely giving Shane um Charlotte uh a run for her money, man. I'm just not a fan, man, of these matches ending with somebody interrupting, you know, oh, somebody, yeah, somebody being a distraction and stuff, man. You gotta, you 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 gotta let these girls shine, man. And you, um, WWE, I feel like that's where you guys slack a little bit, man. Yeah, you 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 have the you have cause this is a match that I would love to see multiple times, man. Shayna versus Charlotte, cause they they would deliver definitely if you're letting them go. You're letting them go all out, but when when you end the match, when you end the match with, with, you know, disqualification or somebody being a distraction, you take away, you take away from the goodness that you just had in that ring. That story that you just built in the ring, totally gets thrown out the window, because now you have somebody coming in distraction, doing this, this distraction or coming to hit them or whatever. So I'm gonna. This match was definitely good. It was solid. I, I enjoyed it until Nia came out and, you know, was being a little sis. Um, other than that, pretty good match. I enjoyed it. I'm a car. Oh, that, that that was crazy. Charlotte's trying to do Andrade's move, the, the spinning elbow. I just peeped that. 
That, that I just peeped that. That's crazy. That, that she's was, been that doing a lot of her, uh, a lot of his moves, like you know the double moonsault, one off the top rope, and then one mm-hmm. off the floor. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, there's a little. I mean, even even though he's in another company, it still feels like he's in spirit in WWE yeah. right now. Hey, hey, listen, this is this is what I like. I like about certain wrestling couples where, where they can they can help each other. You feel me? Help each other change it up. Like even though, yeah, we know we know that's your man's move. Like you know, she's adding new moves to her to her thing, so she won't be so people won't be like, oh, okay, she's like John Cena, the five move of doom or whatever. You know, she has that same. So now you got to change it up a little bit. And I, I I just seen that and that was pretty cool. Charlotte just being athletic as hell, and, and then you have. Shayna Baszler, you know, being the technician that she is, you know, and put those two together, you know, you're going to have, you're always going to have a good match. Def, you, you're always going to have a good match unless it ends with disqualification or an interruption. And that is all I'm going to say about the match. I found this to be a good match, to be honest. I mean, this was the first time that I got to see these two compete because I'm always telling myself, can we please get Shayna Baszler versus Charlotte Flair? Can we please mm-hmm. have that? I've been wanting to see that for such a fucking long time. And it's like, Finally, someone fresh to face fucking Charlotte. Someone that's not Asuka or fucking Nikki Ash or Rhea goddamn Ripley or anyone else at that matter. It's just like, oh, my God, finally. Nia Jax, too. It's like, I'm tired of that shit. I need new faces to face Charlotte because you know what? I'm sick and tired of seeing Charlotte take over everything. Not that I don't hate her. I don't hate her. She's great. It's just... There's, there's just, there's no stopping her. She's like, she's a goddess. There's no stopping this woman. Listen, man, this is why, this is why you need, this is why sometimes you need to send some little NXT female superstar that you have on NXT or, or just, just really, just really start building the ones that you have backstage right now, man. Like, feel me, do something with fucking Naomi. You feel Naomi's just back there chilling. You feel me? Like, you got so many people just back there chilling. Oh, she's on SmackDown now. The whole, that whole uh, thing is, like, they're thinking about putting her in the bloodline because, you know, her relationship with the Uso. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense, but New Day would just have to find a female a female member for the time being. I mean, yeah. All right, well, let me finish. So the match <laughs> and So the match basically ends with, well, Char- uh, Nia Jax comes down the ramp. And Charlotte just said, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. And I'm just like, are we allowed to do that now on WWE? Facts. (laughs) Like, literally, Charlotte is telling Nia to eat her her box. Like, okay, I'll eat her. Nia would have been like, okay, drop them drawers. (laughs) Yo, honestly, bro, I think there's a real, I think there's a real distaste for Charlotte and and Nia, bro. Like, these, they be going ham every week, bro. I think there's just a distaste in general for Charlotte because she's the most over woman in the fucking company. In the biz. (laughs) Okay. So, Charlotte is doing stuff with Baszler, right hands, but she's, you know, she's like taking them like champ. Baszler ducks one and hits a German suplex. Baszler takes a knee, pat down. Uh, Charlotte catches her with a chop block. Flair goes to the apron and wraps uh, Baszler's leg around the ropes before taunting Nia. And then Flair goes back in and looks to jump on, uh, jump on the knee, but Baszler avoids it. Then she knees Charlotte. Nia gets on the apron, distracts Shayna, allowing Charlotte to hit Shayna Baszler with the big boot, giving Charlotte the win. 
They need to break up this fucking team. They should have broke them up at WrestleMania. Like, the minute they lost the fucking women's tag team belts, they should have broke up. I don't understand why they continued this whole tag team thing. Like, Shayna Baszler is so much more competitive when she's a singles wrestler. You put her in a tag team, it just looks so awkward. That's true. And I it's forgot very, about it's very mund- I'm sorry to interrupt you a lot. It's just very mundane. And it bothers me knowing that she has so much potential in this business that they decide to just put her in a tag team with Naya, the one person who is probably the most dangerous next to fucking Ryback or I don't know, Giant Gonzalez or fucking Heidenreich. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Like putting them together at first, it was a little weird. But then if you think about it, you know, like they were they were fucking dominant. You feel me? But then it's like after they were dominant, and then you added Reggie. Once once they added Reggie, that's why I feel like the ball was what was definitely dropped. Like it was dropped a little bit before that, but not too much because Nia and Shayna was definitely a dominant tag team. And honestly, let's be honest here, if W if wrestling wasn't so rigged at times, and in, in reality, Nia and Shayna would still be champion because they wouldn't. They, they, there's nobody in WWE right now that that will be able to really, in a real broad, take on Shayna or Nia. Let's be honest. And you know, I I do agree. You know, like they knew they need to split them up, and I think this is the time. I think as I didn't continue, I, I forgot about this part. But Alexa Bliss definitely comes out I'm gonna, after the match. Let's talk, let me talk about that right yeah, now. Go, go, yeah, so, Alexa, so after the match ends, you know, Alexa Bliss makes her way down to the ring and she has a present. Bliss says it's a gift for accepting her challenge at Extreme Rules. Charlotte says thank you, but no thank you. She doesn't call... Well, she opens the gift and guess what it is? It's, it's a fucking... It's a rendition. It's it's a limited edition Charlie doll, only for Charlotte. I mean, I would not be surprised if that shit pops up on WWE shop. I still want the. Uh, I still want the Lily doll. It 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 is there. That's the funny thing. It's there. Yeah, it's there. Yeah, I'm saying right now. Oh my! Continue. Please send it to me. No, oh, I'm gonna continue, but please send it to me. Yeah, yeah, I I got, I got you right now. Okay, so. Charlotte says she doesn't collect dolls. So the doll is basically, you know, it's it's little, it's another rendition of Lily, but but with blonde hair and a robe and the raw women, a miniature raw women's championship. You know, the one that you put on your wrist or the one that's uh Yo. that six has that he puts on his dog sometimes. I had <laughs> to ask Nikki cool. to make sure I had to ask Nikki to make sure that that's what it was. Because I'm like, wait, is that is that a mini belt around Lily's waist? Yes. I'm like, that's fire. I'm like, that's pretty dope. That's creative. So, yes, yeah, Charlotte says she doesn't collect dolls. She collects championships, just like your dad. And Bliss needs to leave her dollies at home. Eventually, Charlotte takes it and listens to, to hear if it's a... <laughs> God damn it. This, yo, this whole segment, it was just, it was just weird. It was, it was good, but it was weird. So throughout this whole thing... Uh, Bliss is excited and says the doll is called Charlie, which fans start chanting. Bliss says it's something for her to play with once she takes her title. Everyone deserves a friend, even a self-absorbed narcissistic bitch like Charlotte Flair. Oh, shots fired. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so Flair says everyone wants their doll to look like her, but Bliss is crazy. If she thinks she wants the dumb thing or for thinking she's taking the title away from Charlotte at Extreme Rules. Flair says after she beats her at Extreme Rules, she'll get she'll get Mattel to send her a Charlotte Flair figure. Flair throws the doll at Bliss, who then jumps on her. Charlotte knocked. Charlotte is knocked from the ring. Then rushes back inside the ring, and Bliss hits her with a code red, basically a Canadian destroyer, and poses with the Raw Women's Championship. This is a weird. It was. It was. A, I mean, I I don't understand how is it that a doll is so over in this company, like the Road Warriors. The Legion of Doom couldn't even get a fucking puppet named Rocco over. But yet this fucking doll is the is probably the most over thing in Alexis Bliss's character right now. It's so weird. It's so weird. But I love weird. And you know, when, when they do weird shit in WWE, I, I I I'm intrigued by the shit that they pull out. No pause. But go ahead, what you think of this segment? Honestly, it was I agree, it was it was a little weird. But I, I'm I'm a totally big fan of sexy Lexi, so um, you know shout out to Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross gave her that name when they were tag team, when they were tag team sexy Lexi. Um, but now nah, I'm I'm big I'm, I'm definitely a big fan. I like Charlotte, but I'm definitely a big fan of Alexa Bliss. And I'm not gonna lie, man, it's been a little while since we got Alexa Bliss from the title picture. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. I I know people still don't kind of have like the uh feeling about her because she took over. I, I'm not even gonna say she took over the Bray Wyatt mantle because you literally didn't. Honestly, you 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 really didn't. It's just it's something different. It's not the Bray Wyatt. It it's it's not his gimmick. It, it's definitely not his. Gimmick. It was his gimmick, and then they gave it to someone else. No 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 no. It was, but they changed that because Bray Wyatt's gimmick was way more scarier than this. This is really like a fun, like a fun yet weird, creepy, creepy character. You feel me? Unless it gets more eerie and stuff, then I can say that. You know, like it has a resemblance to Bray Wyatt. Cause Bray Wyatt shit was like very creative, very eerie, and and different. This is not that. This is just like a weird girl, just you know, trying. I don't know. It's just I, I love Alexa Bliss, and I, I I enjoy this. I do enjoy this. I just feel because I, I see what people say. They're like, oh, she has the Bray Wyatt gimmick. It's like she really she doesn't. But I get it. She got her so-called powers or whatever those things, whatever the, whatever she is, she got that from the fiend. So it's like a part of it is from the fiend, but it's 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 just fully turned to something different, though. And you know, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't quite care too much of this, but I do, and I, I'll be honest, I do. I would like to see Alexa Bliss hold the title, but. Yeah, that that that's pretty much I mean, it. The you Lily, know, the Lily it, doll, the Charlie doll, they're pretty cool. But I, I the segment like, was like Justin Bieber says in one of his hit songs: "Never say never," because the, the, that woman's championship has been hot potatoed nonstop. I would not be surprised if they actually, you know, fucking give the belt to Alexa, give her a little run with it before Charlotte Flair wins it, and then I don't know, they'll fucking. Have her face uh, Asuka again. Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders taking on Jinder Mahal. 
Veer and Shanky. I did not care for this match one bit. The only oh, thing we, we can skip this. Right, uh, well, I, I'm I'm gonna skip it now, but there's something that I do want to get off my chest, and you know I'm gonna get to it at the end. But now that we have a new WWE champion, later. Drew's going after the fucking belt again since Lashley's not champion anymore. You think he's gonna go after Bob Biggie? Yes. Now that Lashley is not champion. Drew McIntyre could go after the WWE Championship again. Hell in a Cell 2021. If Lashley beat Drew, he cannot go after the WWE Champion while Lashley was holding on to the belt. Now that he lost oh, it man. and Big E's the champion, don't be surprised that next week Drew McIntyre come out and be like, hey, you have no opponents. Why don't you face me? And I'm going to be nah. like, no! Uh, damn, I, I hope not. But I see Dan, I see right, I see Drew right now. He's in the the USA picture right now. Just for a little bit, but I, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't want to see Drew in the way title right now. Um honestly, I wish Drew would go to SmackDown and maybe face Roman Reigns or something, you know, like go over there and do your thing over there. They got some good stars over there. Well, I mean I mean, hopefully that could be the opportunity. But look, and I mean I the, the whole thing with me is just like you know, I, I, I can respect everything that Drew did when he won the WWE Championship from Brock because that was a hard-working effort. It took him all these years to finally reach the fucking mountaintop. He was basically the king of the mountain. No Jeff Jarrett, no TNA. He was literally at the top of his game when he went to face Brock Lesnar. And he proved During the COVID era, too. Exactly. But here's the thing. It's not that I don't want drew immediately in the title picture i want him away from it as soon as possible but again this is this whole stick where it's like oh a deal was made and now that deal has officially been broken now drew mcintyre has the opportunity to go after the wwe championship and that is not going that to me is just going to look bad because here we have biggie that i mean and if they do it yes Biggie will most likely retain because I, I I have a feeling that they're gonna do this mega push with Big E now, and I'm hoping this mega push involves a fucking heel turn. Like it needs to happen. It needs to fucking happen. Yeah, but yeah, I none of us cared about this match. This six man tag team match could suck our dicks. What was Ryback's name in NXT? Oh yeah, Skip. We got Reggie. I don't know why they're still like. I don't know why he still has the Reginald graphic on his Tron when he's going by Reggie now. And he's been doing that ever since. He's the 24-7 champion. So he's running around backstage, around production. You know, there's a whole bunch of other wrestlers. Uh, I didn't, I, you know, I really don't care about this segment. I don't. I'm happy that Drake Maverick made his, you know, uh, return to the main roster. But I think everyone is really more pissed off about what happened last week, which we're going to, you know, talk about in the next match. Well, we're going to talk about it now. So, um, yeah, a lot of people were, were in an uproar. We're in a fucking tirade because last week, Jeff Hardy made a very special guest appearance in the 24-7 division. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just saying, like, why are you guys getting all so pissy about that? Like, bro, it's Jeff Hardy. Like, at this point, he's being jobbed out right now to, to, 
to young and up and to young up and comers. Like, yeah, he'll get his opportunity here and there, but at this point, it's just like it's Safari. It's he's just doing his job. At least appreciate the fact that you got to see Jeff Hardy on TV. Even I'm happy if it was, I was gonna say it too. Even if it was in the 24-7, it was like, yo, why are you guys getting in such an uproar? You guys should be complaining about guys like you know Cedric Alexander or you know Ricochet or Humberto Carrillo, who guys like that deserve way better than chasing after a fucking disgusting looking vomited belt. Yeah, I was gonna right not to cut you off, right? But I seen a post that it was like, oh, it was like if you used to trade somebody from WWE to go to AEW and trade somebody to go to AEW to go to WWE, right? Somebody put you trade Ricochet to go to AEW and then you give WWE Wardlow. <laughs> what kind of trade is that? I don't I don't know, but There's like three guys from fucking WWE need to go to AEW just to get Wardlow to go to WWE. <laughs> Like the fuck? War dog. (laughs) So, for the United States Championship, Damian Priest defends against Jeff Hardy. Another first-time match here. You know, WWE Raw. Wow, you're you're pulling out all the stops here. You're going, you're you're giving out, you're doing some fresh shit here. Shit that I thought I would never see. (laughs) Um, You know what? Honestly, like throughout every match that it took place here on Raw, this was obviously, you know, this was my match of the night. Okay. This was really my match of the night. Because it, it, this is a dream match. Like it's a it's like a dream come true for Damian Priest, too. Cause here he is defending the United States Championship against someone like Jeff Hardy. Jeff. Jeff Harvey, you said? No, Jeff Hardy. I didn't say no, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> the fucking Mike Adam Lee. Get the fuck out of here. God, we got to do an episode talking about his, you know, his, his hit and misses as GM in WWE. Uh, that was funny. God, that that, was they, they actually had him read a script every time he did a promo. That sucked. On a clipboard. Fucking asshole. All right. So, yo, this match was, you know, this was one for the books. I can honestly say this was another dream match that I really wanted to see. Again, you know, this, this Raw, you know, pulling out all the stops. And I don't think that... For some reason, why is it that whenever Vince McMahon is never on Raw or SmackDown, I mean, SmackDown, SmackDown is always good if Vince is there. But if it's Raw and Vince is not there, why is it that the show is good? All of a sudden, why? Know. Because he's not ripping the fucking script thirty <laughs> seconds before we go on air, and everybody's not in a frantic fucking state and shit. It's like, yo, we gotta hire emergency writers now. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, the show gets bad, and then it gets from worse to, like, yo, you guys are just booking this shit. It's it's going off the rails. But this shit was just, wow. This match, indeed, I can honestly say it caught my attention. It really did. Because you know what? The United States Championship has been a belt that's been around for years next to, like, you know, the big gold belt. That belt is, like, a fucking century year old. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. All right, compared to the United States Championship being put in different promotions and, you know, in its permanent place in WWE, that belt is almost about to hit a century next to the big gold belt. So that belt has some lineage. And I'm happy that, you know, you know, besides that we had, you know, U.S. Open Challenges from Cena, which was a very good lineage to the title. I think the title needs to have more lineage 
going on to Monday Night Raw. Or if not, at least if you're going to do this draft, let's get the Intercontinental Championship on Raw and let's put the U.S. title on SmackDown because let's face it, the U.S. title is way better on SmackDown than it is on Raw. I'm not going to lie about that. I love this match for everything that it did. There, there was some chemistry. There was, a, there was a few sloppy moments, but they recovered from it. And the crowd was actually going, you know, wild for this match. Like, this was a really good match. I mean, the crowd just can't go wild anymore because no more words is playing live <laughs> in front of a fucking crowd. Like, cool. But you can, you can only have that moment just once. And once you have it, it's like you can't, can't mark out for it anymore. So uh, the match ends. When um, they start trading blows, Hardy kicks Priest and then hits the ropes, but Damian lands uh, a spinning heel kick for a near fall. Priest goes to the top rope, but Hardy attacks him, climbs alongside. Priest drops uh, Priest drops to the apron and kicks Jeff off the top rope, then stands onto the ropes and jumps off with a leg lariat. Priest wants, uh, Priest wants to hit the reckoning. <laughs> Me again. <laughs> but Hardy, <laughs> but Hardy rolls him up for a near fall. Hardy goes for a twist of fate, but then he counters with the rec with Mia Yim for the win. Get it? Because Mia Yim was reckoning in retribution. Retribution, <laughs> retribution. <laughs> I forgot that Sheamus was on commentary throughout this whole fucking match. And it's yeah. like, damn, this ri- I forgot that this rivalry is still continuing. Because I do remember there was a championship contenders match between Drew and Sheamus. The winner would to face Priest. I think it's going to be at Extreme Rules for the U.S. title now. Yep. Oh, God. Um, so it's funny how we have Extreme Rules coming up. And there, are, and there haven't been any gimmicks added to any matches. Yeah, that's come that that's become the story with WWE. And this is fucking and extreme you. rules, bro. Like, what the fuck? Everyone needs a gimmick in this match. Like, you can't just save the gimmicks for like the main event. <laughs> this is because then what's what's the point of the whole what's the what's the point of the fucking concept of this pay per view? And that's where my dislike goes for WWE because you make concepts like this, and we grew up on this shit. You know, we grew up on TLC actually being TLC matches. You know, the main the main event will be the TLC match, but then prior to that will be a chairs match, a tables match, maybe a ladders match. You know, Remember when they had a stairs match, <laughs> yo, for real, like, <laughs> yo, like, you feel me? You you know, you have all these concepts. You feel me? Oh, um. You know, and, and you don't, you don't, you don't deliver. You feel me? And it it, it comes to a point like now, it like for me, like I get tight, I get tired about it. But it's like you know, we've been watching wrestling for years now. Like we, WWE is pandering more to the entertainment side. So all that shit that we got back in the days, man, they're gonna try, they're gonna try to bring it back, but it's never gonna be as epic as it once was. The minute after the match is over, he just runs in and he beats the shit out of Damian Priest. Attacks him in the corner, then knocks Jeff from the ring with a bro kick. Sheamus shouts about getting his gold back, then runs in the Priest. Con- oh, my God. So now Damian Priest is doing Sheamus' finisher. 
Yeah, I, I, well, I'm looking at it now. It was more, it wasn't like a bro kick. It was more like a side, like a little side kick. No, it, it, the, the commentators said that he did a fucking bro kick, which I'm like, why in the fuck would you do that? I don't know. I, it, I don't know. I, I, I'm literally looking at it right now, and it didn't look like a bro kick, but I do hear the announcers. I did hear the announcers say that he hit a bro kick, which it didn't look like it, but okay. <laughs> like. Compared to Sheamus's goal kick, where it's literally you run up, you has it, you know, you fake with the with this kick, then you kick with the other one. They didn't look like Damian Priest did that, but is that what they said? Yeah, and you know, Sheamus rolls out of the ring and he's screaming at Damian Priest, I hate you! I hate you! <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. You hate him. All right, so we're backstage and what are we doing backstage? Um Nikki Ash. What the fuck is this duo? I don't. I do not know, bro. I do not know, but this is this is one of those things that you like to say. This WWE just pairing people, random people up. Yeah, like more makeshift tag team nonsense. Like you know, I, I get I get very annoyed that they're doing that. But what the fuck is this duo? Like a superhero and their protective rock star bodyguard bully. Because I'm, I'm just, I'm like, I'm utterly fucking confused. I am literally confused with why they, they did this. Because these two are not, are, they're not a very good pairing. They're really this not. Is to show, just, this, this is to show people, and sorry to cut you off. This is to show people that two diff, it doesn't matter how different you are, you can get together. It don't matter if you look like somebody like Rhea Ripley. Or it doesn't matter if you have the imagination of somebody like a Nikki Cross that sees herself as a superhero. It's pretty for me. I see it as just just showing the you know the young viewers that yeah, even though these, these are two totally opposite people, you guys could come together and take on you know you know All the right, world so, or whatever. Yeah. So they're backstage. They're about to be interviewed. Nikki says that they need a they need a special celebration for when they win. Rhea says now is not the time because she needs to focus on her match with Natalia. Speaking of whom, Tamina and Natalia appear and they call almost a superhero and Rhea Ripley freaks. I mean, yeah, they kind of, I could agree with Natalia. They kind of do look like freaks because here you have this goth punk rocker who rocks Aleister Black clothing. And then you have this almost a superhero, which by the way, I really need to get some like black mask clothing they just dropped a new shirt and i know i'm not gonna get it now because it's already sold out and it's a limited edition it was a blood it it was a blood coat and it had it was all red and had like the grim reapers like you you see my stories and you know how like i've been doing all this red shit yeah i'm like i'm please i'm trying to tell a story what's wrong with me and you know there's like blood dripping down it's like a cemetery and the grim reaper it's all red and i'm like I want that shirt, but then it's like there's only a hundred available and it's gone. <laughs> All right, so yeah, but I do need to get on. I do need to get on that Alice of Black clothing. Fuck, man. man. All right, let me continue here. Okay, so <laughs> all right, so basically, like they're getting each other's faces, they shove each other, and they're pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And here comes fucking Sonya Deville. It's like, all right, we're not gonna have all this pushing and. You know, horseplay taking place in Gorilla. Vince McMahon is watching the guys, and he's just—he's getting happy. Like we, we can't—we can't have that for an old man right now. So we're been—we're—we're we're basically gonna fucking have uh, 
Nikki take on Tamina, you know, next, well, later on. So yeah. more backstage shit. Riddle is backstage with Randy, and he's wondering how he'll wear two titles at the same time. I'm like, how will he open doors and all, bro? Look, he... I'm uh, Riddle. I'm gonna show you. Okay, this is how you do it. You, well, no, not that belt. Okay, you take this belt. You put this belt over your shoulder, and then you take this belt, and then you put this belt over your shoulder, and then you hold on to it real tight. Because when you're scooting down, you're gonna have to hold on to it like this. And then when you come down, you're going to have to go in the ring doing this. And then you're probably wondering, oh, how am I going to kick my flip-flops when I'm holding on to two belts? Easy. Jump. Jump. Because, nigga, getting high makes you jump. <laughs> All right? See, Riddle, this is how you hold two belts. Like, why you got why you gotta look so stupid? It's just, you know, for me, like it, it's hilarious, right? Cause this is shit that you know potheads like is weird shit that pothead think about you. No, we me? don't, like, nigga, because I'm high right now and I just fucking put two belts on my shoulder. Well, you know, to the to, to the gimmick that he's playing, you know, like you know, that's the shit, you know, that he think about. He don't even think he's not even thinking about possibility of Randy Doolin. Niggas just like, yo, like when you win, like we gotta figure out how you're gonna go through these doors with two belts. Like your hands gonna be too occupied. Like, and then Randy was like, bro, like I don't got time for this shit. Randy <laughs> ain't gonna fucking open the door. <laughs> Nigga, like, I don't got time for this shit. Boop, headphones on. <laughs> then you have my boy. <laughs> so, so <coughs> As you may. So this nigga is ignoring the fuck out of him. He has his headphones. He has his Beats headphones on. Shout out to Drake. Riddle continues to talk about how, how to wear a belt, and he says he'll be with him the whole time. Biggie walks by. Yeah, Biggie is always, like, creepy. He just, while these guys are cutting a promo, Biggie is just like, yeah, what you're doing right now. He's just right there, like, <laughs> da -da, da -da. Yo, Randy got a mad fast too, bro. Randy, got Randy was that, like, "That nigga's a snake, bro. You know how yeah. snakes are. They react quickly. They got, they fucking, yo, they fucking jump and like, like, again, yeah. like I told Riddle to jump. Randy Orton fucking jumped, and that nigga was on like some endo like type shit. He's trying to chill. Meanwhile, Riddle's like hyperactive as fuck. For real, that's facts. So. So he creeps up behind Orin. Orin jumps up. See, and Biggie wishes Randy Orin good luck. He says he'll be watching very closely while kissing his briefcase. I mean, I'm sorry, while making love to his briefcase. He's like, I'm I'm just making sweet love to this thing one last time, and I'm gonna jizz all over it because after that, I'm giving it to the ref, and he's gonna have sticky hands. <laughs> so is Vince. <laughs> weird segment. These segments were weird, but yet they were really funny. It was very fucking funny. There's that entertainment part right here. When we get those bags backstage segment, depending on who it is, like when it comes to Riddle and now E and New Day, when it comes to them, like we we get that entertainment side, you know, that entertainment, the E part of WWE. And so I'm trying to so I'm trying to say Eric Bischoff stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have the match oh, taking shit. place here. We have Nikki A.S.H. being accompanied by Rhea Ripley because she's going to have a match after this match. And Nikki is facing Tamina uh, being accompanied by Natalya because Natalya is going to have a match after this match against fucking Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't watch this. I didn't. I watched the match, but I didn't quite pay attention to it. I'm just going to tell I, you. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. I, 
I think if I'm not mistaken, I believe Nikki won the first one. Yes. And then Rhea, Rhea, Rhea won the second one. Oh, okay. There was two differences to this match. One was short. One was long. That was it. Okay. How did it, how did both of them, how did both end? All right. Well, basically with the, with the Nikki and Tamina stuff, Tamina drops an elbow on Nikki, then pushes her against the ropes. Then Tamina lifts Nikki for a body slam. Then goes for an elbow drop, and nobody's there. Nikki again uh, kicks the leg, you know, kicking legs out of legs. Then avoids Tamina and then hits a splash onto the corner. Nikki does a total world head scissors and then 10 punches into the corner. Tamina blocks uh, an Irish whip, then punches Nikki. Gets hit with a tornado DDT. Nikki wins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. So that, 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 that's the one. That's the one that they said. Supposedly at the ref, the ref botched it or whatever, right? I, I knew, I mean, you're now telling me this and, you know, honestly, like I was hearing about this, you know, minutes before, minutes before I sent you the Zoom link, I was hearing about this and I didn't even know that there was a botched, you know, thinking like, I don't know if the wrong person won. I don't know if Tamina was supposed to win that. So it looked like, oh, one team, one half of the team wins one match and then the other half of the other team wins the other match. So. Yeah, it was a little. I'm not even gonna lie. It was a little confusing. Like even when I when I was watching it, like I was I was watching. I'm like, cause like right when the three right when the three like almost hits, you see Tamina like you know like uh, but then the ref still acknowledged. Yeah, you see. Yeah, yeah, you see. It it was. Yeah, that 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 was weird. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I I watched it just now, and it's like it was just weird. Like cause the ref goes one two and literally right when he goes for three and he's like all the way down Tamina decides to to push her out push her hand up but the referee's like no that's three that's it then uh ring the bell and it, it just it, it just it just looks it looks a little weird if it was a mess up it was a mess up it happens here and there um but yeah that did so yeah the the match with Rhea and Natalia ends because this one was Pretty fucking long. I don't understand why they need to yeah, make it this goddamn long. So <laughs> Natalia drops uh, Rhea and then looks for a sharpshooter. But Rhea uh, counters it by kicking her off. Natalia looks for a discus elbow, but Rhea grabs, uh, Rhea grabs her and then uh, she wants to rip tie. Tamina gets in the apron, tries to distract her. Then Nikki comes running down and uh, trips Natalia. Rhea kicks Tamina, but Natalia rolls, uh, rolls her up. Puts her feet on the ropes, but Nikki shoves her feet off. <sighs> Rhea uh, putting the uh, hanging cloverleaf on the tie. She taps, giving Rhea Ripley the win here. Yo, can I quickly just say this? A lot of people think fucking Natty's old. And Natty is not old, bro. Natty is literally Nikki's age. Nikki is, I think, what, 33, I think? No, I I think Natalia is like probably in her late thirties, going into her forties. Oh dog, because I I think because Nikki watched told the deal, and Nikki was saying that Natty Natalia is the same age as her. Mm-hmm. Natalia is not hot right now. She is the age. Oh yeah, now you're right. She she's thirty nine. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, it must have been somebody else that she was saying, but mm-hmm. yeah, like not like. People think Natty's really old, bro, but she's honestly really not. She just has an old soul. Like she, like the way she acts is like is is like 
like an older person. I don't know. Like she, she, at this point, yeah. she's like the she's like the mom of the women's division. Like sooner or later, yeah. she's gonna retire, and you know, um, it, it, it's just crazy that she's not that old. People, I seem to think she is. Like, I, and me, me too. Cause I, I thought she was old, bro. I thought, like I, I want, I want her like after she's done with WWE. I want her to just you know be a road agent for the women, and you know work in the performance center, training the the new women that are coming up in the company. You know, I want her to do that, especially, you know, if you're going to have Beth Phoenix there, like, you know, have the Divas of Doom, you know, help out, the, uh, help out the young women that are trying to get into the wrestling business. All right. So we have this eight man tag taking place. Hilarious. We have the New Day in their NWO Wolfpack gear. They're teaming Fire. up against Mansoor and Ali to take on T-Bar and Mace versus AJ and Omas. Yo, I to so to start this off, and I'm I'm be 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 sincere here. Fucking Mansoor when New Day came out, bro, is fucking hilarious, bro. This guy was legit jamming, bro. Huh, huh, huh. You got Mustafa Ali. Stop. Stop. Just telling him to stop, bro. Mansoor is just going in, bro. Like, nah, like just bro, just going great. I I I'm gonna I enjoy this because. Mustafa is like Mustafa is training Mansoor, like how to be a heel and how to take advantage of certain situations. But Mansoor is like, nah, I'm doing this my way. And I'm gonna enjoy it. And Mustafa Ali is just like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> it was just, you know, it was just, it was, it was, it was some, something cool. You know, it's it, it's always good to have like those little funny pieces in there. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the I'm not gonna lie, yo. AJ's team, bro. Except everybody, everybody except AJ was fucking tall as hell, bro. But Omos shitted on fucking T-Bar and Mace, bro, because he just stands <coughs> over them, bro, like a fucking giant, but just. <laughs> bro, lit, literally, bro. There's, there's, there's no chance of survival when you're in the ring with Omas, bro. Bro, there's no. I don't think there's nobody in WWE right now that's as tall as Omas. May, may, maybe Shanky. May, maybe Shanky. Maybe that's, that's like in, maybe by an inch, possibly. Yeah. But it's just like, I mean, he's he's a fucking monster, bro. Like, like he he's not a monster like Braun Strowman, but he's a he's a he's a monster in a way where he just he's just like freakily tall. Freakily tall, and then once once again, we don't know how this guy's built underneath his, you know, the outfit that he always has on. We don't know how this man is built. But um, to to go to this match, um, I I thought I thought it was pretty good. It honestly, I I for T Bar and Mace, I like the fact that they get TV time, and I like the fact that they work that they got them working with um Mustafa Lee and 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 Mansoor. Um, I still don't like the gimmick. I still don't like the gimmick. Uh, I think the gimmick is trash. Um, I think they could be themselves and have different attires. And I, and I think that, I think that worked. I think that, 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 that could work, but I think they need a, they need a fresh name change. They need a fresh attire change. They need something a little bit more better. Weren't they going to be called fucking extinction? I, I don't know. Because I mean, I mean, they kept talking about extinct things like saber-tooth tigers and mammoths and ice ages. I'm like, 
and you guys are in this Mad Max gear. I'm like, what the? Oh my god, Hazel! Oh my god, that's that's crazy that you said that, bro. I legit told Nikki the day of Raw. I was like, hey, Nikki was telling me that they would dress like something else. I was like, no, I was like, they remind me of Mad Max characters. (laughs) That that's that's literally what they remind me of. Is just you know they don't have too much of you know a lot of the items that they wore in that movie and whatever. Yeah, they have they have similarity, and that was that was crazy because. You just you just you saying that right now. I mean, the their their ring, like. their ring attire when they come out for the entrances. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It it makes them have that Mad Max vibe, but when they take it off, it's just like, oh, it's yeah. just a bunch of dudes. Yeah, like it. Um, so yeah, that that's that's the thing that they work on with them too. But the the match so was pretty solid. It was it was good. It wasn't it wasn't too bad. I'll be honest. It wasn't it wasn't like I couldn't sit there and watch. I I I did watch. I did enjoy it. Um, I love what they're doing with Mansoor, man. Mansoor, he's he's definitely one person that I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of iffy about. Cause remember the first time that we heard from him? Remember the Saudi Arabia show? Um, yeah. Where, when they were out there and they first introduced stuff to him and stuff like that. Like they definitely they definitely showed the spotlight with him. And then another show came up that he he I think he took on Finn Balor, I believe. I think it was Mansoor and Finn Balor, I think, or. Um, man saw against somebody and he really he really showed out he really showed out and showed what he's capable of so um, i'm trying to remember it, what that was i do believe it was a house i i don't know if it was the show in india it or was, in saudi i don't i really don't know but that match yeah, did but, take place yeah see, i know i know i know what i was talking about um yeah so we had you know we had that when we had them when, when we first when they first showed them um, but yeah, Mansoor is definitely good. He has character. He definitely has personality. Um, he does great. He does great in the ring. I'm not, I'm not even cap, bro. This this guy, well, he held his own, bro. When Mustafa Ali got beat up, and he held his own against Mason T-Bar. Like that, that that's pretty impressive. Those are two big guys right there. And you're definitely holding your own um, against them. Definitely show big things. Um, Mansoor, like I said, it, it was good. A lot of back and forth. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I. Think we the good guys won? No, it was um. Hey, oh no, no, no! You're right. Omar's yes. got the win. Yeah, again. Yes. Omar, Omar has been destroying, destroying people week by week, bro. And the crazy shit is that you would think that because AJ is the most athletic guy in the group, that he will get a lot of victories where Omar's just doing all the dirty work. But no, no. For a few weeks already, Omar's has been getting the pin for his team. Whether if it's singles or tag team, he's been getting pins. Not Yo. taking bumps, but he's been getting pins. Hey, 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 listen, he's a big guy, okay? And he's probably the only really effective big man right now on the main roster that's, you know, they really have this thing where, yeah, they beat him up a little bit, but then he, he's really, he comes back and just destroys the shit out of them. You think and if I, they do, like, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Survivor Series and Omos is on that team, do you, do you expect him to take his first bump on a fucking table like someone will have to power bomb that motherfucker probably honestly i was really thinking that our um randy was gonna did randy catch him with the kill or no nope yeah i mean he that. tried he tried to but almost would counter it yo you see bro like this whole time bro, i'm always like i i, I was yo I, I was thinking that randy was gonna catch him with the like i do agree somebody's Somebody's eventually gonna catch him. Do I think do I think it'll be a pop bomb to a table? Maybe. 
Maybe, yeah. That, that's usually what they go for when it's a big man. They usually go for like the power bomb table, yeah. or like or people just jumping the shit out of them. Um, but yeah, um, like I said, the match was good. Mansoor definitely good character. T Bar Mace definitely good. They they they've improved. I mean, Damian Dijakovic, aka T um T Bar, he's very known. He's very known for you know he can wrestle, he can do his thing. He's not whack. And that, that's why I feel like a lot of people, and I'm, after this, I'm going to end it. Um, I feel that a lot of people, you know, really shit on these people, you know, like, oh, like, oh, they suck. Like, even with, like, not change subject with Kribble, even with Cross, a lot of people say he sucks. I'm sorry, but Cross does not suck. The gimmick, the character he is, the character he is playing right now, that sucks. WWE watered him down. Yes, that sucks. But Cross himself, he's not whack. He's not whack. He's not trash. He don't get reactions because uh, WWE didn't build him in a proper way where they they explained to their main main roster audience, you know, um, who this guy was, what he did, what he doesn't, you know, what he used to do and shit like that. But yeah, it just same thing goes for Dodger Kobe, man. That that man, he's very he's very. He um he's very good in the ring and he's not trash. So when I see stuff like that, I just, I just had to put that out there. He's not whack and um this match was definitely good and I'm very proud of Omos. Man, Omos has been shining and he's been shining with he's been he's been shining he's been shining over somebody that's fucking probably one of the greatest one of the greatest you know wrestlers in the ring AJ Styles. So that that's just been amazing and I'm looking forward to see more. Of what they do with with everybody in this ring, I want to see what they do with Omar. I want to see what they do what they do with T Bar Mace later on down the line, um, Mustafa and Mansoor. That's it. And I'm done. Um, Woo. this was another match. I mean, I I could I could honestly say this was okay. It was very action packed. Mm-hmm. I did like the encounter between Mansoor and AJ Styles. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I saw that drop kick. I'm like, wow, this Mansoor could drop kick someone like really. A lot of back and forth between all the teams. I'm not really going to get into too much detail because wasn't really interested in what was happening here. It's just something that they did because, again, last week there was this tag team uh, gauntlet that yeah. they did that basically took over the whole fucking show. So what happens is that um, Mansoor decides to jump on Amas and New Day grab each leg. But Omos just shrugs them off, throws Mansoor off of his back, grabs Ali, does a powerbomb chokeslam, pins him, one, two, three. Omos getting another big win there. I mean, this is a great eight-man tie, something for filler because of what happened last week. Like, oh, these are great teams. Like, these are all great teams. Let's put them together in, like, eight-man tag competition, see how well they gel. I'm like, yeah, this, this could be interesting. And, you know, I, I really liked everything that happened here. And, you know, kept me on the edge of my seat. Couldn't really complain much. There's only one thing I'm going to say, which I just seen it. And I do agree with everything you said. Um, A funny moment in there. Fucking, they're doing the unicorn stampede. And Mustafa Ali is legit trying to get tagged in so he can join them. Yet New Day, <laughs> New Day and Mansoor are shitting on him just doing the stampede by themselves. <laughs> they keep on tagging each other. You see Mustafa, you're like, yo, right here, tag me. Like, I want to join. Like, it's just it's silly stuff like that, man. It's just, it's, it's cherishable, it's cher- cherishable moments 
like that, that, you know, it's, it's pretty cool for me. But yeah, that's all. That's all I want to mention. So we go backstage. We see Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, yeah. This was supposed to just happen during the highlights, but I forget what you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So she's being stopped to be interviewed backstage. And while she's being interviewed, she sees Charlie sitting on a WWE crate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Charlotte is just weirded out by what she sees. And she grabs the doll and she says she will destroy Bliss at Extreme Rules. She walks over. She walks to a trash bin and just dumps the doll Charlie in the bin and walks off. We got more backstage shit now with Bobby Lashley and MVP. They're being interviewed and asked if Biggie is a distraction. MVP says no. Biggie is merely an annoyance. Lashley's only focus right now is retaining the WWE Championship while inflicting as much brutal pain on Randy Orton as possible. Orton's name will be added to the same list as Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Kofi, and Goldberg. Well, you can't mention the other guy because he's gone. Hmm? Can't mention that guy. Yeah, you can't mention him. You can't mention Titan. <laughs> can't mention him. So Biggie appears and he's boo, boo. Then reaffirms his intentions on cashing in tonight in the main event. You want to talk about this match? I like. I'm, I'm not saying shit. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, this is this is Hazel's favorite moment of the night. This is where yeah, I can yeah, I can you you're right about that. Can I say yeah, because she lost. She this didn't was win. my favorite moment. This was my favorite moment in team. <laughs> she lost though, so you should be happy. She First didn't negative win. I'm gonna give about this shit. Oh my god. Yo, get rid of the fucking do drop theme song. No, 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 no. Get rid of it. Oh no. Oh hell no. I, I felt like I was listening to a rejected Spice Girl. Ew, that, that theme song is so horrendous. I'm like, what do you do? Are you are you getting ready to work out or are you, are you getting ready to wrestle? Because that is not a wrestling thing at all. You love it. No, that's something that would appear on TRL without Carson Daly hosting it. That should probably be on number one for 80 how many weeks did WCW beat WWE? 86 weeks. But yeah, go ahead. Talk about the match. I, I don't know. Uh, honestly, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the match. It's just I, all I know, all I know is that match went on. Dujab beat her up when it was Dujab once again. And that, that that's pretty much all I know. I mean, I don't really care for Eva. We, we, we say this every week. I, I don't. Hazel despises her. I don't care for her. Um, I really like Dewdrop. I'm gonna. I loathe her. That's another definition of hate. Ah. Yeah. So other than that, you know, it was just it's just you know it's one of those filler matches. One of those filler matches. Yes, they have a little storyline. But honestly, I'm not into this storyline. It's sad because I like Dewdrop a lot. I just don't really care for Eva Marie. Um, with that being said, it's a skip for me, buddy. You know, I'm just happy that even Marie finally got what she deserved. And she needs more of it. She needs to be beaten. Every Yo, put her in the ring with Shayna Baszler. 
have her chew her fucking neck off. Like, this, this fucking animal is garbage. And I still don't understand because my mind is so crossed every time. It's like, you got rid of Samoa Joe. You got rid of the Iconics. You got rid of Mickey James. You sent you 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 gave Nikki you gave Mickey James a trash bag of her belongings, which was obviously the most disrespectful thing to ever do in that company. You fired Mark Carano for that, which wow, it was like Sunday, Monday, happy days, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> but for all of that, for John Laurinaitis to get his dick hard about Eva Marie, fuck you. So we got Karrion Cross backstage in a suit in a dark room. And I'm just waiting for <laughs> that's what I was. That's the one thing I was waiting for. But I'm just waiting for something else. I'm waiting for someone to do this. Hey, Karrion Cross, I want to pick a fight with you. So come out and play, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> because you know what? This was probably the best Karrion Cross. So far than what they've been doing with him since he debuted on the main roster. Because my God, my fucking God, why does Vince have a thing for men looking like homoerotic gladiators? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no lie. Yeah, I listen, I'm like I said it before, I'm gonna say it again. I dislike I dislike how how his attire looks. I dislike how he looks. The man is still good, man. The man's still good in that ring. Hopefully, they don't water him down. Od, I think that watering down has like has gone far enough, bro. Man, the I minute don't... they put the minute they put an X on his chest and a mask on his face. Oh, but that's you see that's see that's his, that's his attire. That's not what he does in the ring. But bro. still, people complained about it. You, okay. What if Karrion Cross were to come out as I don't know the gobbledy fucking gooker? Now then, then I was then then I you know then like like I'm like I'm agree I'm agreeing with you where where like his attire is like his attire is trash, but him in the ring like he's still doing a lot of the shit that he was doing on NXT in the ring. He's still doing the Sado suplex. He's still he's still doing a lot of the offensive maneuvers that he did on NXT. It's just what you know what what everybody's shitting on for what i could see is really just how he looks like he's he, how he's coming out a lot of people are saying that they should have left they should have left him with scarlet they should have at least like if you if you're gonna bring it to the main roster yeah like i know between you six and tevin you guys you guys hate the fact that she sings you know she sings the song but let's be honest that that entrance is what kind of what made you know what people what, what, what people gravitated people a lot of people gravitate to that entrance and then you know a lot of people's fan of his you know the, the the dominant entrance the in the in-ring you know in-ring style that he had that was dominant that together in nxt that was a that was a that's a pack you know that that was that was like the full the full package right there and then when you bring him to the main roster you take off cross his song is still the same yet there's pieces missing from the song and then then you know, then you you dress him up the way you dress him. You don't build him up to 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 lead him to come to to the main roster. So now the fans are gonna shit on him. Definitely, even the fans that once liked him when he was on NXT. You feel me? And that's what and that's what I you know for me that's what I that's what I see that 
That's that's why I say they watered him down. Not in the ring. I don't feel like they watered him down. I feel like he's still doing the same things he was doing on the on NXT in the ring. But most definitely his attire, his entrance, you know, stuff like that. They did water him down, and you know that's why I agree with you. But in the ring now, I don't feel like they water him down. I feel like he's still he's still dominant, depending on who he goes up against. Here's the thing: like you, you gotta, yes. The way he presents himself in the ring is what everyone wants to see mm-hmm. overall. Yeah. But the way that WWE is presenting him as a character in, yeah. in general, whether wrestling or not, just as a character in general, yeah, it's, what's, not good. it's what's ruining him. Because this is what's funny. Before I finish this yeah. one, this is what's so funny. Last week, I had a match against Morrison. Do you remember that they were facing each other on Impact? For the Impact World title. I've seen that post, yeah. And then, you know, they're doing this voice TV shit. And it just looks so stupid and awkward. And it just it's just like, hey, we're not going to talk about what we used to do in the past. Because that's irrelevant. We got to do what WWE tells us to do. Because guess what? We're just fucking cogs in the machine working for a solid paycheck. That, and that's why I agree with you. That's why I was saying that I agree with you there because I did see that. I did see that post. I did see that post where it will, um it showed it said then and now and it showed yeah, and it's fighting like, on impact. It showed the, their match on impact, then it showed the match they had on raw. Because it's like, like okay. it implicated like wow, look at how low you stooped, guys. Look at how WWE not just ruined you, look at how WWE stooped you to the lowest of the low. It's I not agree. a burial. I, it's really I, not I, a burial. It's just, I'm sorry. It's just, it's bad booking. And yes, they 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 try to make it seem like it's worth something to watch. But you gotta understand, the past is the past, and we're always gonna stick to what we knew about the past between these two and their encounterment. Seeing them in WWE now, it's like, it's irrelevant now. It's there's no point anymore. You know, people can't talk about their past on fucking commentary. Listen, it, it, yeah, nah, that, that, that shit, I feel like it sucks because some of these people have some amazing, like they, they've done some cool shit, you know, in their past in other wrestling companies. And because WWE is just so, you know, Vince, Vince and them are just so stuck up in their ass or whatever. It's like me? you don't want to talk about all the impact stuff, but yeah, you could bring up how Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles are former IWGP world champions. Yo, for real, you, you can you you can do that, right? Like like you can do that, but and this and this is why this is why AEW is not not change up. This is why AEW is so much better because they inform they inform their 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 audience on the people that we know not that some of us may not may not know nothing about, but yet they know. Oh, this person has been this champion at this promotion. Oh, this person has done this, you know, years ago. You know, like they inform you on the person that's in the ring. If you may not know who that person is, WWE don't do that because they just so they they just so they just so in into dumb. That's it. Like you know, like like yeah, it's like it's like you said, fuck whatever they did in the past. You feel me? Nah, they're new when it comes to this business. You feel me? Like nah, like they didn't wrestle before. They have no experience. We don't care what they done in New Japan Impact, um, Ring of Honor. We, we don't care about that. We don't care about what they did in indie scenes. And sorry, I know I'm going off, but yeah, no, no, we've yeah. been going, we've been going off throughout this whole fucking show. That's, and, that, trust that's me, it irks my nerves. Like it, it, it irks my nerves because I do agree with you there. You know, it's just WWE. Just they need to get it together. They need to really like change a lot of things around on informing the the fans, the audience, definitely your younger audience 
on what these people who where these people come from, where where they've been competing at, like. But yeah, that's all. Basically, the promo was this: my end goal. I'm not here to get lost in the shuffle. I right. will pulverize everyone until they learn to fall and pray, fall and pray, yeah. fall and pray. Stop lip syncing your fucking song, Carrie. God damn it. <laughs> Hey, listen, he miss he misses his baby not there with him singing. It I mean, him. look, I'm I'm happy that you know Scarlett gets to sing the actual theme song. I mean, I'm just, again, yes, that's the, the, that's from uh, from all of us here at Three Mania. So we do not like the lip syncing. Like this is not a competition. You don't need to lip sync. Just look pretty and sinister for the fucking entrance because it's flashy and it's cool. We can't get that on Raw because you <laughs> give us generic creative character. Bullshit. Yeah, I I, I feel you. So I'm just literally waiting for someone to knock on his door to pick a fight with him. That's just literally all I'm waiting for. I'm all right, always so... Cross's back. That's all I'm saying. I'm always have Cross's back. Cross, if you ever watch this, I have your back, bro. Yeah, please watch this because we have your fucking back on this. <laughs> like you deserve so much better than what W than what Vince McMahon is doing to you. I'm not saying you're officially like you're literally buried. I'm just saying like. They're they're just they're dragging you down on the main roster, and that's not looking good for your career, let alone your stock. <laughs> all right, we're at the home stretch. Fuck, I think this is like going to be two and a half hours. <laughs> it's, it's probably, it's probably one you know of our what? It's, it's worth it because not only was this raw great, but we're, like this raw, this raw was to the point where like we've been having fun on this podcast, and I'm enjoying this. Raw needs to do this more. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I, I, we need to, you need to do more of this shit. Just, just right. tell Vince to go away for like ever. And have the best show of your life. Yes. <laughs> let, let's have Monday feel like it's something to watch at 8 o'clock to 11 p.m. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> for the WWE Championship for the first time in fuck, 14 years, I guess we're just going to add the number of years in every promo of how many times uh, it takes to win a championship, how long it takes for these for people that they haven't wrestled in years before. I mean, like, <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. Oh my god! It started with Kofi Kingston and the whole eleven years shit. And now it's just like, oh, Drew McIntyre. I've been waiting seventeen, nineteen, one hundred and thirty-five, six thousand, whatever minute years to win the WWE Championship. Like, goddamn, bro, that shit gets annoying. And I've been real. I've been see. I've been hearing that a lot, and I've been catching on to all that shit. It's just like, bro, we can't be doing that. It's like. It's so it's so cliche now that you oh you have to say how many years it took for you to become WWE champion. It's funny because it's so it's so true though. Like it's true, but it's just like, does everyone need to fucking say it? Not really, but they do. No, it's not that they do, the company tells them to do it. (laughs) So go oh man. What did you think of the main event before we get to the actual actual so yo, no main event. I'm not gonna lie. The main event was good, yo. Like, 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 like Randy said, you know, him and Lashley haven't. I don't think they ever fought, right? Or they, or they haven't fought in a while. He said, I believe it, it was. They said they haven't fought in 14 years. I'm like, yeah. So wow. Yeah. So that I ain't gonna lie, that was a pretty long time, but definitely to where both of these guys are at right now in their career. This match is pretty solid, man. Like, honestly, it's like the older Owen gets, the better he just, he keeps getting, bro. 
this this man, even with the math that he has now, because let's be honest, back in the days, Orion, Slim Orion, when he was legacy, that was the slimmest he was. And he was an amazing shade. That when he had the straight skinhead, skinhead evil look. That was, you know, that was Randy at his best ever. Um, you know, but you could tell, you could tell now Randy got older, you know, he get, he put he put a little mass on. You know, he put he put a little mass on, on that body, you know, so he's a, he's a little bigger. So and I'm not gonna lie, that that's actually a little good. That's actually good going against somebody big like Bobby Lashley. You know, you wanna have that, you wanna have a little mass on you because Bobby Lashley is fucking strong, bro. He he's strong and it's it it, it, it was definitely proven in this match. Um this a lot of a lot of back and forth. Um I was hoping I'm not gonna lie, I was hoping I was I was kind of hoping Randy wins, but then again, which we're gonna to get to, um, I was also hoping for the outcome that we got. Um, but nah, there was a there was a lot of back and forth. Um, Lashley has definitely come a long way. That man has came a long way. And I don't want to hear people after he lost the belt, oh, they're gonna bury him, or oh, look what he's doing now. Because listen, yes, he was up here. But once you're up here, where is there to go? You it's not to... really gonna be a. It's not really gonna be a barrier because the only reason why they fucking took the title off him because he's gonna lose to goddamn Oldberg at Saudi. And yes, and talking and real quick talking about that. Uh, yeah, I, I I know I was telling you, and I, I know we had a disagreement, but I, I I know for sure that I said it on a roar when we was recording that. We did it. We did it two weeks ago, and like I still have the footage. Like I had, to, I I did look it over, and you know when we talked about it, I I did say in the segment that it like because I always like repeat everything that they say in the segments and shit. Yeah, he said it in the fucking promo that oh he's not coming for the championship, he's coming for Lashley's soul. Yeah. So I'm. This is literally the legit reason on why they needed to pull the trigger on this because if Goldberg's not gonna win the WWE Championship from Lashley. He's going to have to beat him for putting his hands on his 15-year-old boy. And that's why, like, that's why I was saying when, 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 we, when we recorded, I was like, yo, I was like, I was like, Goldberg is not winning that title. Like, he's not, they're not going to, and I, I said it, I said it, I said it today as well. I said it, they're not going to go from somebody as dominant as Bobby Lashley, right? Somebody like give it Bobby to a part-timer. Yo, for a part timer, and he's already he's already at that age that he can't continue for that long. Well, I mean, you can't you can't really say that because do you not remember what happened? No, yeah, no, you no, you're right, you're you're right. But I'm saying like compared to a body, uh, the, the, I, the, it's just like thinking about it. It yeah. really it really irks me knowing that the fiend really lost the goal. That's why I'm like looking up. I'm like I want like thinking of a thought bubble. I'm like that shit just popped in my head. Yeah, but I, I they did that because they had I they they had something else that they were going they were going with it. You know, the fiend wasn't part of the idea when that came and, and it sucks, it was stupid as hell. But I am and in in my mind, I, I, I knew it in my head. I'm like, yo, they're not gonna give this to Goldberg. If anything, if any it if anything, I, I thought, and like I said earlier, I thought. I thought it was gonna happen is that Goldberg faces Lashley not for the title, right? Lashley still keeps his title because he didn't defend it against Goldberg. Then once the draft comes, and that's how I was thinking, 
Big E comes to Raw, joins the New Day, beats Lashley, becomes champion. That's how my whole setup in my head went. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, I, that's how I had it going. But it, it and it it kind of still happened away. It just he didn't he didn't officially reunite with New Day, and he didn't cash in. He didn't he didn't cash in during during the during the draft. But everything else like him winning it and Lashley not losing it to Goldberg. Like I was, I was, I was right about, and I just, I just had a feeling, man. Definitely, like I said, him being at the peak as at the peak as level, um, they weren't going to do that. But right. yeah, oh, uh, what were your thoughts on him versus Orin, though? Oh, the not the, the match it was great. It was, I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, it took, um, they didn't fight in a while, so definitely getting this was a little was a, a fresh air, something, something a little fresh to the usual stuff that we're used to. Um, like I said, they both. Randy got. Randy still has it. He, I, I believe he's older than Bobby. I think. I, I don't. I don't quite know. I like they're both in their forties. Oh, okay. So yeah. So Randy still got it, man. And I would still like to see Randy chasing the title. Let, let's let's have a few other people chase for the title, but I wouldn't mind seeing Randy versus E. I wouldn't, uh, you know, or you know, any such any any of those options. But the match was definitely good. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Lashley and Randy in a few more times, just um give them a little bit more time as well. But good, it was definitely a good a good match. I enjoyed it, and I want to see it again eventually. This match to me, it was uh, again like I could agree with you. This was this was a, like this whole entire Raw had like a breath of fresh air. There weren't really a lot of rematches in the show, and surprisingly. Surprisingly, there were no fucking roll-ups. Oh. Well, there was a few, there was a few roll-ups, but there were no roll-up victories. Yeah, yeah. Let's give it up for that. Yes, roll-up, roll-up victories. That's what I like to call a breath of fucking fresh air, right there. Because let me tell you right now, 2020 throughout this year was just like the year of fucking roll-up victories. Like, really, you guys ran out of ideas for you to finish your fucking matches. Why do you give your wrestlers fucking finishes to begin with? If you fucking have matches ending up in a goddamn motherfucking roll-up. <laughs> Listen, I, I I do agree with you there. I, I said it as I said earlier. I hate it when matches end like that. Distraction. Like, what okay. kind of Hong Kong fooey shit are you doing here? Like, nah, mm-hmm. show the fuck <laughs> out, man. I don't like people. I don't like seeing people roll each other up. Like, what the that was, fuck? It's, it's that was so... good to point out. That was good to point out because I didn't realize that. But yeah, that's there's like... there's one thing that I need to say, and that's uh, with Bobby Lashley's you know enormous fucking almighty entrance. They need to cut a clip from that entrance, and that's him spearing Braun because he's not in the company anymore. You need oh, to get rid of that clip. You got to get rid of that clip, man. This match though was actually, uh, it was actually really good. It was really fucking good. I enjoyed it. I mean, again, this is the first time in like fourteen years. I mean, I I don't remember when the fuck they actually faced each other. I don't know if it was in an ECW event when Lashley was the champion. I do not recall, and I don't think I'm ever gonna research it because I don't have time. So. Yeah, I mean, like it was it was a good main event. It had a really good story here because um they pulled this match out of the fucking pay-per-view to have it here. And I'm guessing, well, they were saying because oh AEW is doing something, so we gotta do it too. <laughs> you know, we want to prove that we're actually still a really good show on Monday, so we gotta do what AEW did even better. I mean. Was it even better? I can honestly say it was not. It was sort of the same. I am. Yeah, it was kind of the same. Yeah. Um, I do. I do believe. Um, throughout the whole match, Lashley sustained a knee injury, 
when he was facing Orton because he was kind of he was kind of grabbing onto his I don't know if it was the right or the left knee, but he was grabbing onto his knee throughout most of the match. And I'm like, oh yeah. shit, this ain't good. This is not good at all. But you know, it, it was a really Really, really uh, amazing match. A really good showcasing, good main event. It was very slow paced until it got good. You know, they wanted to save all the big stuff for like the middle to the very end. And I like that. You know, it's good psychology between these two. And these two could actually fucking gel in the ring. I'm like, wow, the crowd is actually really fucking into this shit. And I was actually into it. I'm like, holy shit, this is actually a good show, let alone a good fucking main event. And then it got better at the fucking end. But what happens at the end is basically, you know, um, but, um, where the fuck are we? All right. So Riddle gets up and he argues with MVP at ringside. So Orton goes out and hands MVP with an RKO, a really shitty RKO because, you know, it, it just, it didn't look, it didn't look that good because MVP landed on his knee instead of taking the whole bump. I'm like, damn, oh, yeah. bro. I'm like, damn, could have just, you could have just took in the whole bump. You're on a fucking mat. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't, I know you're not wrestling as often as, you know, everyone else on the show right now, but still, you could have at least taken one good bump for the team, but it was a, it was a bump while it was. So he RKO's MVP or makes his way back into the ring. And then Lashley hits him with a spear for the win. So Lashley is, you know, selling his, uh, his knee. So I'm guessing it was a legit injury. So I, I like after the match is over, Big E's music hits. Oh, no, no. Uh, Riddle comes in to check on Orin, but then Lashley attacks him. Lashley takes Riddle outside and runs him headfirst onto the ring post. Then Lashley grabs Orin, hits him with a spine buster through the announce table. And, you know, that's when the whole leg injury shit starts. And then Biggie runs out to cash in his money in the bank. And then, you know, out, out of all things, we cut to fucking commercial. Like, bro, we didn't need to cut to commercial for that shit. We could have just had the match underway, ended the shit, had a good feel-good moment like you had at the fucking end with Big E, uh, you know, hitting the big ending onto Bobby Lashley because he was selling his knee a lot. He pins him one, two, three, becoming the new WWE champion in Boston, Massachusetts, giving every single Boston Red Sox fan out there a feel-good moment. You know, and New Day come out, they celebrate with Big E, except they're not crying like how Kofi won at Mania. And MVP and MVP is probably selling his RKO uh, uh, spot, and he's probably crying on the mat knowing that Big E just won the WWE Championship. So big ass pyro to end the show, and you know the celebration. So yeah, give your overall thoughts on Raw and your final grace. We fucking <laughs> okay. So to finish it all, I didn't get to speak on my Big E, but I'm definitely gonna say this man definitely deserves it. He he was on it. He was. Literally the second NXT champion ever, ever second, right after my boy Seth freaking Rollins. Okay, he was the second. Okay, that man definitely deserves. Oh yeah, he was he, the, he was the second NXT yeah. champion and the first African American NXT champion. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so big shout outs to Biggie man. Big congratulations to him. Um, New Day, I was definitely really opposed. New Day is definitely uh. A story, man. Um, Xavier Woods put his career on the line for for New Day to happen. I saw that post. He, you know, he he definitely did a lot for the New Day. Um, you know, um, they definitely they the great probably one of the greatest tag team of all time, New Day. Um, 
Kofi definitely got his shine at WrestleMania. He got his shine on Austin Night Raw. Um, I think it's about time we get King Woods. Oh, yeah, because he wants wants to be king of the ring. He really He's like, I don't want the WWE Championship after beating Bobby Lashley. I just want to be in the king of the ring. He wants to be king in the ring. I feel... I feel like we should give that man that. You feel, I feel like he deserves that, man. And honestly, like I said, big shout out to New Day. Congratulations to Big E. Congratulations to everything they have accomplished. Um, I'm gonna grade this this match. This match is definitely getting uh it's getting uh you mean the show. Yeah, um yeah, my bad. The show, the show is definitely gonna get it's gonna get a high bar, man. This was a very good show. Um it was very good. Um a few fresh stuff. Um, but definitely a good show, man. Definitely the highlight of this show was definitely E winning the title. Um, I know he, I know a lot of people had, uh, we had our ifs, if, if it was even happen, um, it did. And I'm definitely high, but like I said, I'm gonna give it a high bar. So it was definitely a good show. I enjoy WWE. Keep up, keep up the good work, which I don't feel like they are going to do next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, come on. Let, don't let jinx me. it now don't jinx it now because <laughs> let, let me say my stuff real quick for the past couple of for the past couple of weeks since we haven't recorded and we saw raw there have been some good solid raw shows you know shows that could get like you know a solid good or 3.5 you know and it's been getting there and i i've actually been enjoying what they've been doing on raw lately and you know keep up the good work don't fuck it up all right, but this this raw here it 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 made me do something that I thought I'd never do in in, in my whole entire life. What was that? It made me put down my PS4 controller while I was playing Call of Duty Zombies, so I could actually watch this goddamn show. Because wow, it see look, it did something to you. Because look, it most raws, most raws, I would just have the fucking thing on the laptop and I would just play Call of Duty while you know looking at a few clips here or there, and then I'll watch the whole thing again, like in the in a few days to know. If I miss something interesting, because I'll get so distracted. But this one is just like, God, you really made me put the control down. Raw was so good. I'm really wearing a white Hiromu Takahashi t-shirt. That is rare. That is fucking rare to see me wear a white t-shirt. That's like Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25 rare when he wore all (laughs) white facing The Undertaker. Fight me. All right. I don't do this for Raw. Because you know what? This Raw was literally a breath of fresh air. And, you know, to take place in in my second hometown in Massachusetts, I'm like, holy shit, I should have been there. I should have been there watching that shit live. But you know what? I got to watch it live either way. Because even if I'm watching on TV, I'm watching it front row. I don't have to fucking go into a stadium looking down like I'm watching a bunch of ants. All right? So, again... The matches were great. The segments are great. I mean, even Marie getting her ass kicked finally. Thank you. If there is some sort of God there, thank you. I don't do this when it comes to Raw Rants because usually Raw Rants is probably the worst show ever. Yo, <laughs> but literally. I never do yeah. this. I never do this. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. What this show gets a go. <laughs> oh. This show, yo, Raw Rants, fine. This fucking episode of Raw Rants finally gets his first fucking go. Oh, now we need that. We need that as the as the headline. We need Raw something. Raw is go. 
Yo, for real, they got the let six know that. That's what we need. About the He's probably gonna, I'm time. probably gonna send that to him right yeah, like yeah. after we're done. I'm gonna send that to him right we now. That, we need that. Um, raw yeah, this, like I like I never do this for raw because raw is mostly shit. It's horrendous. It's abysmal, and sometimes it just makes me think about very very bad things. Man, sometimes just, I don't. Sometimes I don't watch it because, like, I just. You know, like, like just a few minutes just watching it, like, you already know the show is going to be bull. You already know it's some bullshit is going to happen. Then once you hear the lineup that they have for you, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. Not even but just the lineup. Just, it's just how they – it's just the way they presented the show, mm-hmm. especially if Vince McMahon was not there. Oh, man. They, uh, nah, they, definitely, yeah. they, they definitely did good. They need to keep the ball rolling. Now you, you, got, you got a new champion. Let's get let's let's start let's start doing some let's start doing some stuff, man. Yeah, you got a new champion. Get keep Drew away from it. Still, keep Drew's him scared. away from it. I understand <laughs> that Bobby Lashley is now the former WWE champion, but goddamn WWE, play your cards right. Keep Drew away from the championship picture for a fucking while. Supposedly, I'm hearing that supposedly the leader of this draft is supposed to be like the two people they're looking forward to is Drew and Edge. And that's another thing. Why are we doing this draft, you know, weeks away from Survivor Series? Because now I, I'm really starting to hate it because guys who are on SmackDown are now on, are going to fucking Raw. And it's like, how is that going to be brand supremacy if you got fresh faces facing each other in a different brand? Like, God. Uh, I would say just do it after fucking Survivor Series. It just makes the most goddamn sense. I I, I agree. We just gotta see what happens. But honestly, like we just gotta see what happens and see what they do. We just like like I like I said for everything. We just gotta give them a chance and see what happens. The same thing I said for NXT. You know, like I wasn't like I, I know a lot of people were so quick to shit on it, but I was I was I was so quick to be like, let's, let's, let's not shit on it. Let's see let's see how the show goes. Let's see let's see what they do. And it was okay. It was the right show. But it's like I said, we just gotta give. Hopefully, you know, it's it's not stupid. It, it's uh, hopefully some good outcome comes out of it. And that's it. That's all we could do. But, yeah, that's all, that's all I got for, for tonight. It just feels really good to hold on to this belt again. The original Ramble Mania Heavyweight Championship. I will have that belt too. <laughs> uh, it feels good to be five times. Now, let's, let's start my journey on becoming the very first ever six-time Ramble Mania Champion. Can't have after, Tevin. After, can't have Tevin take that ring. Can't have after, him take that. No, no, no. That ring's not gonna happen until I I win the champion. So neither you or Tevin is gonna move from five until I win. <laughs> and six is just six. <laughs> let him let him be him because I'm, I'm like you know the that rivalry will never die. But I need a fucking break, and I'm hoping this triple threat will be the fucking breaker. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm bringing the smoke. I'm telling you that now. YouTube.com forward slash Ramble Mania show where you could stomp a mud hole on that subscribe button. Cheer for us by clicking the thumbs up. Every week we put out all four videos, Bantz Clubs, AEW, NXT, Twin Magic, What Smackdown, and Raw Ranch. We put it all out there for you to watch and enjoy. For all of our social medias, Facebook.com forward slash Ramble Mania show, Instagram at Ramble Mania show, Twitter at Ramble Mania. For all of our audio platforms, search Ramble Mania on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Did I say SoundCloud? No, I didn't say SoundCloud. Stitcher, Anchor, uh, and all your other audio podcasts. Just search the Ramble Mania show because every week we put out all the audio stuff for all of you 
to enjoy yeah. and listen on days like this or days that you're feeling lonely and sad and having a bad moment. But yes, everyone, sir. everyone needs to have a very good day. Everyone. Jay, let them know where to find you at. You can find me at Savage PWPC, Savage with two A's, PWPC on IG. Soon, I know I'm, I, I said it a while ago, and I'm going to make my Twitter. It's just, I just be, you know, I don't know. I don't be on IG like that neither, so, but I will make a Twitter because I, I see that where everybody's at now. And we got to, you know, we got to, we got to get the, uh, I got to get some fans to follow us on Twitter as well. And you can follow me on Instagram at iZombies, double I, Z-O-M-B, double I, E-S-Z. I ain't making no fucking Twitter. I don't believe in Twitter. <laughs> For Jay Savage, I'm Hazel the iZombie. We are Twin Magic, and we are also the Ramble Mania Show. We would like to wish all of you a porn and goodies. Mwah. A too fucking sweet. A goodbye, good fight, and good night. Bang! Have fun in Queens, asshole.